Oh boy, it is Friday. We're so super excited. We have a fantastic guest, guys. The one and only Alice Lee from Zoe's Extraordinary oh Playlist. My gosh, this one is so fun, y'all. We talk all kinds of stuff. Music, baking, uh, yeah, <laughs> like right. future plans, um, you know, did the audition process, like how easy is it to do all that crazy dancing? It's, I don't know, just so much stuff. I know. We covered a lot of ground. We did. We really did. But honestly, one of the biggest things we talked about was how phenomenal the freaking zoe's extraordinary playlist yes. set is oh my god because gosh. everybody just seems so nice and literally everybody who comes on talks about how it's just a huge family dynamic it's absolutely true and you're gonna hear more of that because we're bringing the zoe's love that's right we're gonna get a little crazy but that's a little later on the show now let's get into it What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. It is finally Friday. We're feeling yes. good. Hope you are as well. Hands down, our favorite day of the week. Facts. Hands down. Just facts. facts, man. Oh, my goodness. It's episode 158 this week. I, whoo, wild. Wild. What? 42 away from 200. I can't I, even. I, like, just, I, it's mind-blowing. Literally. Like, literally. Mind-blowing. It it's wild, but you guys know your host with the most for 158 episodes, <laughs> myself, Jay. Halo Fantastic and the one and only Mal. What's up? Guys, we have so much to talk about. Oh, my, oh goodness. my goodness. Especially Amazon. They, I mean, we know Bezos is rich. We do. <laughs> but shit, they are spending nearly a half a billion dollars yeah. on the first season of The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Jennifer Selke ain't scared to spend Bezos' no. money. So I'm thinking, Billy Ray? <laughs> right? Like, Call, uh, call Jennifer back up and say, hey, about that last tycoon finishing. Like, like They're spending on. the money now, buddy. It's, it's fine. Do exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then there's also some nail in the coffins when it comes to old school cinema, especially theatrical yeah. releases. Some beautiful, amazing theaters were put to rest this week, which, I mean, rest in peace. It's sad. I mean, you saw it. <laughs> was very I, funeral It was very right? funeral as They got a pamphlet and everything. Oh. Like, But, like, so many celebrities came out especially filmmakers were like i remember when i went here for this premiere and this premiere so it's a lot of stuff man it's a lot of stuff but it's gonna get a little crazy you guys know we yeah, enjoy yeah. it but before we get this thing started be sure to go over to our website www.crazyantmedia.com where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear we're working on new gear as we speak oh yes. my goodness you guys know we just always keep coming out with new stuff and of course you can donate to our patreon page on our website as well and be sure to head over to podcastmagazine.com where you can vote for us for the hot 50 podcast we want yes. to get back on that list yes man oh man but let's start let's start off with the funeral oh yeah uh, la cinema closed downs uh arc light cinemas and pacific theaters will close down a victim of the global pandemic yep S super super fucking shitty news <laughs> um <laughs> that i mean they brought everybody knows the global pandemic brought everything to a standstill the news comes just as things are starting to look back up especially in the huge markets la new york freaking atlanta people are actually getting to go to the theaters again but it wasn't enough it wasn't enough they had a spokesperson for these um places they came out 
and said. <laughs> After shutting our doors more than a year ago, today we must share the difficult and sad news that Pacific will not be reopening its Arclight Cinemas and Pacific Theater locations. Yep. Now, the company said in this statement this was not the outcome of that anyone wanted, but despite a huge effort and exhausted all potential options, the company doesn't have any viable way forward. And I mean, so many small businesses and businesses like theaters have come to this conclusion, and it just really sucks. Yeah, and that's after the announcement of uh, the Alamo Draft House. Uh, mm-hmm. go, so, I mean, that's a lot. And uh, the really sad one, though, uh, is the Cinerama Dome. Yeah. You guys have seen it. It's that white dome with the like orange and blue color. I mean, it's been in all kinds of movies. Movies and TV shows yep. and everything, and it's held so many premieres. I saw, um, uh, like a Terminator. The Terminator was there, you know, and and the people were talking about how they had walked down to see the premiere. You know, uh, Robert yep. Patrick said, "Yeah, I was just living in the hills, like right around the corner, yeah. and uh, camera gave me some tickets, and we walked to it and Shit. watched it." And so, like, I mean, those kind of stories. It's going to be sad that you know you don't. I'm just thinking, you know, like like we talked about it in the tease, and we're going to be talking about later on, like Bezos. If yeah. you're serious about spending so much money on entertainment, my man, yeah. save the fucking at least the Cinerama. Yeah, just buy come some in theaters. and buy it, man. Like Netflix is He's buying the it. shit. He's you can buy it. it too. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. Somebody will some rich benefactor just save one of those theaters, yeah. please. I mean, exactly. And the Cinerama Dome has been uh, cameoed in Melrose Place and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, two huge films. Yeah, so. I mean, I I remember seeing it in all kinds of stuff. It's just it's one of those iconic buildings. Yeah. <sighs> I, I know. I don't know. Okay, so moving to the mouse. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so. Cheese. And cheese. Cheese. <laughs> and cheers. And wine. And wine. wine cheese and, and cheese. wine goes good. And I just think that fits mice. I mean, and especially you know. Mickey. Yeah. Exactly. So we talked about the Oscars. And we did. We and did. I'm, I'm drinking my Cheers own. to the Oscars. That's coming up like <laughs> next week. So exciting stuff. And we may or may not be having another watch party. Yes. We'll, we'll let you know about that. We'll let you know about that. Who's going to win the Golden Oscar? I mean, the Golden Funko this time. The Golden Oscar. The well, Golden we Oscar. will eventually, but this year it'll be the Funko again. Um, so those Oscars that I'm talking about, they announced, this is really cool, and I think maybe a hint as to where they're going. They announced an ensemble cast to present at the 93rd ceremony along with the first television promo that they released, and they kind of did it in this ensemble cast promo type thing. It was really cool if you hadn't seen it. So get this, guys. The first round of presenters includes 15 former Academy Award winners, and these are huge names, y'all. And Zendaya. And Zendaya. And Zendaya. That's right. Because she, she should have been. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Just saying. So there's going to be Angela Bassett, Halle Berry, Boong Jong-hoo, Don Sheedle, Brian Cranston, Lauren Dern, Harrison Ford, Regina King, Marley Matlin, Rita Moreno, Joaquin Phoenix, Brad Pitt, Reese Witherspoon, and Zendaya. And Zendaya. That is, I, and that's how it should be. And Zendaya. Exactly. Yeah, that's when you know you have arrived when they do that. And as the credit, like, okay, so it's it's leaning, I guess, this time into Oscars presented. A movie approach because it's been kind of like all over the map and they're trying to regain the uh, ratings so this is going to be really cool and they face some challenges you guys know and did you see the promo it was like a slap in the face all the other award Basically. shows it's like live in person the way it's supposed to be bitches well i mean it was like seriously it was almost that like bam to the other award shows so this is all exciting and we're super pumped about this and the reason i said i think it's a little tease guys 
ensemble cast, are we finally seeing maybe some sway by the Academy where they will give an Oscar to a cast of a film? Like, doesn't it? Shouldn't it be? I agree. I mean, how many times do you see something win Best Picture, Best Director, and then none of the cast? Like, how is that even possible? Like, I I mean, I don't know. I know. Well, and especially when, like, you have such a huge supporting character that gets nominated. Well, the character was supporting the main cast member, so how does he not get nominated? So, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. And if that happens, will we finally go a step further and fucking start giving Oscars to stunt people? Right. They deserve it. They do. They do. I'm just saying they deserve Completely it. Completely agree. Now, the latest news in the old man Indiana Jones. <laughs> and Oscar presenter. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is headed to the fifth installment of this huge franchise. We all know Harrison Ford is stumbling his way back. And, of course, like we announced a couple weeks ago or last week, I don't remember, Phoebe Waller-Bridge That's is right. also joining the cast of this next installment. As long as he's stumbling into it, not flying. Nah, that's yeah. been dangerous lately, man. Don't it, be flying. It has. It has. <laughs> now, rumor has it, it's supposed to debut uh, July 29th of 2022. We shall see, man. Yeah. We yeah. shall see. Hey, who's ready to bend it like Beckham? Yes. Huh? Yeah. You remember that cute little movie, Keira Knightley and everything? That was so fun. All right. Bend it like Beckham. David Beckham himself is set to present a new Disney Plus series called Save Our Squad. Yes. Not quite the same kick as Bend It Like Beckham, but hey, Save Our Squad's an okay name. Co-produced by 2020 Beckham's Production and Outfit Studio 99, the series will find the football icon. That's soccer for you Americans. Yeah, right. (laughs) The soccer icon returning to East London, uh, soccer pitches, where he plays as a child. He will mentor a young grassroots side who are struggling to survive in the league. Beckham and his team will take the players, their coach, and their community on a transformative journey of a lifetime. Mm. Save Our Squad is the latest commission as part of Disney's 50 title originals plan for Europe, which it hopes to reach by 2024. Damn. That sounds pretty epic, though. It sounds like a real-life Mighty Ducks, only with soccer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, really does. Right? it does, right? Like, okay. Yeah, I'm super down for that. about that. I'm a huge Fe- uh, Beckham fan, so we shall see, yeah, man. man. We shall see. Uh, McKenna Grace and Lexi Underwood will star in their own standalone episodes for the upcoming Disney Plus anthology series, Just Beyond, with Nazim Padrad uh, set to join Grace in a guest-starring role. The series is based on R.I. Stein's graphic novels of the same name. Mm, okay. Disney Plus ordered eight episodes of the show last year. Now, of course, like everything else we talk about when things are in pre-production or in development, details about Grace and Underwood's episodes are being kept under wrap, but we do know that Mark Webb will direct both of them. Ooh, those. so that's so. going to be good because he's having huge success with, I mean, Spider-Man right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Be... All right, okay. So, so. We're going to find that rap someday, too. We're yeah, going exactly. to find where it's at, and we're going to uncover it, damn it. The, tw- <laughs> the 20th Century Studios adaptation of Mark Miller's comic Starlight has attached Joe Cornish mm. to write and direct the film. He's kicking ass. You know, did you see, have you seen this stuff on Netflix right now? With the, the, the Oh, my God, that looks so epic. So this is going to be awesome, Starlight. Cornish is going to write and direct the film. The story centers on a space hero who saved the universe 35 years ago, but when he came back to Earth, no one believed his fantastic stories. Oh. He's married, has kids, and settled into an old age, but then his old rocket ship shows up, and he's called back for one more 
fantastic adventure. Mm. That sounds epic, actually. That really does sound epic. I wonder who they'd get to cast that. I don't know. And you know what? Any description that uses the word fantastic, we love. Agreed. <laughs> I'm just saying. Completely agree. It's going to be great. Oh, man. But uh, Golden Globe winning actor Rami Yosef is in negotiations to board Poor Things, Searchlight, and uh, Film 4's re-team for the uh, favorite filmmaker Yogos Lantamos, starring uh, Emma Stone as well. Yosef role, of course, it would be kept under wraps. Poor Things is a Victorian tale of love, discovery, and scientific daring. And it oh. tells the incredible story of Belle Baxter, a young woman brought back to life by an eccentric but brilliant scientist. Also, William Defoe is also in talks to join the cast of this thing. Will so, he be the eccentric scientist? I could I, see it. I could totally I see it. I mean, a Green Goblin, I get com- completely. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant and eccentric without going crazy. Yes. Like, exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah, but I feel like Willem Dafoe always goes crazy. Yeah. He does. <laughs> have you seen Lighthouse? Holy I shit. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do yeah. it. Don't do You'll it. have mermaid nightmares forever. Don't yeah. do it. Don't oh, do God. it. Woo! Okay, all right. And now, this next story goes to the hardest working man in Hollywood right now. I swear to God, it's true. And he's our buddy, our friend, Danny Strong. Man, Freeform has put the Puerto Rico set Trap Queen in development with Mr. Strong himself, executive producing. The music-rich project was created by Scandal and Roswell, New Mexico writer Miguel Nola. The drama, get this, this sounds really interesting, focuses on a gay young man who returns to Puerto Rico after having a life-changing event, okay? With the burgeoning local music scene as both the backdrop and the soundtrack that moves forces that him, moves and forces him to face family and romantic issues he thought he had left behind and never expected. Oh. So, are you are you saying trap queen? What what does that even mean? Is he like bear trap? Like what are you saying? Well, for those of you who don't know, trap music, okay, it's a tenet of southern hip hop, and it bubbled up in the early two thousands from like Ti and Jeezy and Gucci Mane and a bunch of others. It's huge in Atlanta, okay, and the reason why is because team trap is a derivative of Atlanta slang for where drugs are purchased. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, this one doesn't surprise me, though, with the success of Empire, and he was a co-creator yeah. of Empire and everything. It only makes sense that we would bring on Danny Strong for this. So. Exactly. I He's mean, delving, like, really hard into, like, the music television scene, which I really love because, I mean, we need a more, like, glimpse into that lifestyle and how that do. business works because there's a lot of movies and a lot of film or, uh, television shows about how the film industry works, but we need the flip side of that with the music because that one is also crazy lucrative and deeply connected to either mob roots or gang roots and all that crazy shit so facts we we need more of that and drugs and drugs and drugs i mean (laughs) mean, he's doing dope sick now he's doing this one heavily in drugs also yeah not danny not danny just the content (laughs) just the content We oh, love man. Danny. We do, we right. do. Uh, Christina Jackson has been cast in a leading role in FX pilot based on Sam Greenlee's novel, The Spook Who Sat by the Door. Yes. The project was ordered to pilot at FX back in February. Uh, Jackson will star opposite of lead uh, Yian Newell, and she will play Joy Freeman, an up-and-coming attorney committed to making a difference in her community. And Dan's, who is Newell, wife, and uh, the story follows Dan Freeman, a fictional first African-American CIA officer hired by the CIA officer hired by the agency back in the late 1960s. We told you about this one before. So I love that they're attaching more people
people to it because that means we get to see it sooner. Exactly. Exactly. I, it sounds interesting. I think this one's going to be a fun one. I, I, do too. I don't know. Um, a good one, not necessarily fun because of the content matter, yeah. but ABC is rounding out its recurring cast for its limited series, Women of the Movement, from creator, as you guys know, we've told you about this, Marissa Joserer, and producing team that includes Jay-Z, Will Smith, and Aaron Kaplan. Um, so we've got some new people. Joining the cast are Leslie Silva as Ruby Hurley, Chris Butler as Rayfield Moody, Alex Desert, I love him, by the way. He's fantastic. As Dr. Howard, Miles Fowler as Simeon Booker, Tanjiai Chiera as Medgar Evers. Uh, well, finally, we fa- I mean, I had to know. Edgar, Medgar had to be coming at yeah, some point. Right. Um, <laughs> that's like the longest thing ever. Jason Turner as James Hicks, and Daniel Abelis as Chet Pacton. Now, the six episode limited series is set in 1955 and as we've told you guys on previous shows it centers on Mamie Till Mobley uh, who risks her life to find justice after her son Emmett is murdered um so this sounds like it's going to be an epic mini series it's going to touch on some serious stuff guys yeah like I said on a, on the show a couple of weeks ago if you don't know the story of Emmett Till Research, educate yourself, get ready for this series because it's going to be deep. Exactly, exactly. It's. I feel like that one's going to be like parallel with that one with the um, the guys who got accused of rape in New York yep. for um in the uh, that park yeah the there. Central Park that, yeah that that yeah. park there right there. Uh, <laughs> but I think this one's going to get a whole bunch of like accommodations and nominations and all those good things. So, oh, I think so too. Yeah. But Brittany O'Grady will headline ABC's drama pilot, Epic, hailing Ooh. from Once Upon a Time creators Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis. And the actor joins previously announced cast member Eleanor Fankwaka, Master of Love and sure. Hobley City. In the ABC signature production, Epic is described as a romantic anthology series that reinvents fairy tales for a new audience. O'Grady will play Luna, who is a fairy tale princess made clinically by a broken heart. Oh, oh, that's sad. Like a uh, test tube princess? Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Uh, she doesn't believe in love stories, though, which is unfortunate because she is about to find herself caught in the most epic one of all, her own. Oh. Yeah, right? I mean, I feel like a test tube princess deserves love. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of, like, fairy tale-esque shows coming out right yeah. now. I mean, we'll be talking about it a little bit later, but, like, The Nevers. I mean, it's very, like, fairy tale-esque. And also uh, that one on Amazon with Orlando Bloom, Carnival. Something. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You guys know, You too. guys know, too. Yeah. Come on now. Hey! Straight up now, let me tell you, oh, <laughs> who returned to American Idol. And you should guess from my corny dad intro who it was. Paula Abdul. Did you guys catch this? Original American Idol judge herself, Paula Abdul, stepped in this past Sunday. And it was cool. She returned to guest judge because Luke Bryan tested positive for COVID-19 and is currently recovering in quarantine. So she stepped up in. That's kind of cool, though. It was I cool. mean, to have like an old school comeback and i mean it, w- it was nice to see her back on the show old vibes for all the people that have been there since exactly. the beginning so that was pretty cool. exactly 
and will we see more? I saw yeah. that they FaceTime Randy too while yeah, she was there. So. Exactly. So will we see maybe the original trio come back at some point? Kind of a I think that would be really cool. I, I don't do know. too. Even if they just do a guest judging yeah. type thing or whatever. Agreed, man. I mean, Agreed. You know. Now, let's set the record straight. <laughs> the Jam Master J case, a documentary about the two thousand two murder of run DMC DJ Jason Mazel. Uh, now aka Jam Master J. Well, it has a streaming premiere Friday on ABC uh, station apps before arriving to Hulu next week. The documentary will be available to stream on Friday for viewers on the eight free connected TV apps now mm. run by the ABC-owned television stations. Even though the apps are specific to New York and L.A. and six other major markets, they are viewable to anyone in the U.S. via Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, uh, Android, and Apple TV. But, I mean, if you just want to wait on it, I probably will. For Hulu, for its debut on the film for April 20th. So, I mean, that's just like next week. It's not too bad. Yeah, no, that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Um, this next one sounds interesting. We've talked about this show before, but they're adding somebody to it, and his role sounds like I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Michael Sarah is set to star opposite Amy Schumer in the upcoming Hulu comedy Life and Beth, which we told you about this, guys, like a, a couple of months ago on the show, but at then it was called Love Beth, so they've changed the title a little bit. Yeah. But the show received a 10-episode order in July of 2019 as part of the First Look deal with Amy Schumer and Hulu. Um, now, in the show, and I think we've talked about this before uh, is what it was about, but Beth's life looks pretty great on paper, impressive to everyone she grew up with. She makes a good living as a wine distributor. Aha. <laughs> this might be her wine. We don't know right don't there. Know. Just I'm just saying. And she's in a long-term relationship with an attractive, successful guy who lives in Manhattan. But when a sudden accident forces Beth to engage in her past, her life changes forever. Oh. Through flashbacks to her teen self, Beth starts to learn how she became, who she is, and who she wants to become. Mm. Now, here's the interesting part. Michael Sarah, who I told you at the top of that little story, he is going to be playing a farmer and chef. Oh, a farmer and a chef who is always honest to the point. Interesting. Now, I'm trying to picture Michael Sarah as a farmer chef. I know. It, we haven't seen him in a while. So we haven't. It's going to be interesting to see him get back into it. I can maybe see the chef. Not the farmer. Not the farmer. Not the farmer. Not, especially is, the two combined. Like, yeah. What, what's that Michael like? Sarah does not scream the type of guy to me that's working a farm. No. no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Cooking up some pastries, absolutely. You know, cooking up a nice meal. Working the farm. Mm -mm. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Oh, man. Well, we'll see how this goes. Oh. Uh, Pepe Songua and Andrew Dice Clay hey, yeah. are set for recurring roles uh, opposite of Lily James and Sebastian Stan and Seth Rogen and Pam and Tommy. We've been talking about this one over the past month, basically. Yes. Uh, Hulu's limited series about the sex tape, the famous sex tape. Now, uh, Pepe will be playing uh, Melanie, Pam's best friend and wing woman, confident and strong, and she becomes overprotective when bad boy rock star Tommy Lee takes a liking to her best friend. Mm. Now, Clay will be portraying uh, Butchie, a mob guy, but not the mob guy, so I don't know even know what that entails. Uh, Butchie's male v violence is a matter of fact, and he's tired of what you said before you even finish saying it. So he sounds like a dick. So, there it is. I mean, I can see Andrew playing a mobster, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. The, what, the last time we've seen him, I'm trying to think, was um, 
a star is born, right? Lady Gaga's dad. I think so. Right? I think I think that's the last time we've seen him. So, yeah. hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, I'm excited about this one. This one just keeps getting better and better. They just keep adding. Oh, by the way, we're jumping to the bunny. Or I should have said hop into the bunny. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, it's okay. Well. Missed. Okay. Missed opportunities. Next week. It's fine. Next week. Next week. <laughs> we're having fun tonight, guys. It's just fine. All right. Hey. Exciting. Lucy Liu has joined the DC Comics Shazam Fury of the Gods as the villain Calypso. Now, that's very interesting. She's the sister of who we told you about last week, Helen Mirren, joining the cast. And Helen Mirren, of course, is playing Hespera. Now, along with Liu and Mirren, the core filmmaking team for the whole movie, Shazam, is returning for the sequel, including the main man himself, Zachary Levi, which... Duh, I mean, you can't do it without him, can you? Uh, (laughs) And Asher Angle as his teenage alter ego, Billy Batson. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is scheduled to open June 2nd, 2023. But Lucy Liu isn't the only one. Stand-up comedian Mo Amer is... Oh, no, that's another movie. I'm getting these... It's Gods. It's a... It's related to Shazam. It is. It's related to Shazam. Exactly, exactly. Mo Amer is the latest to join uh, Black Adam. There you go. Exactly. For New Line slash DC. Details about his role are being kept secret, but he does join an ever-growing cast that includes Johnson, obviously, Pierce Bronson as Dr. Fate, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, uh, Noah Centio as Adam Smasher, uh, Quintasha Swindell as Cyclone, and so many more, guys. This one's going to be badass. You might have seen him in a Netflix comedy special titled his name, Mo Amor, So <laughs> That's always the best way to do it. Exactly. I mean, see, it's, it's understandable that I just wanted to run all that story together because because Black Adam will eventually face Shazam, and they're, they're I can't like, wait for that. That's going to be badass. Exactly, I mean, it's going to be so awesome. Now, you know, th- now we're going to clarify, and this is going to make much more sense to you, like it did to us. The CW released the first official photo of its upcoming live-action Powerpuff Girls. Now, as we've told you, the series simply titled Powerpuff. It was first announced, being in development back in August, and brilliantly stars Chloe Bennett as Blossom, Dove Cameron as Bubbles, and Yana Peral as Buttercup. And we told you, Donald Faison is going to play their father, Professor Drake Utonium, and Nicholas Pondé will play the show's version of the villain, Mojo Jojo, named Joseph Jojo Mondel. Okay. So now they've added Robin Lively to the cast, right? She's going to play Cerebellum, which was another baddie, which is going to be badass. Now, here's where it starts to make a whole lot more sense. They released a picture, right? And the photo was not them in the dresses with the high socks and everything like that. No, 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 no. It was them grown up. So we're going to see them, okay? It showed them... Not in their uniforms, and the pilot is going to focus on why it showed them in adult clothes is because it's going to focus on the girls as adults as seen in the image that they released. Now, Blossom, they're starting to give us character descriptions, which is so helpful. Blossom was a spunky, conscientious, little Miss Perfect child who holds several advanced degrees now. Okay, but her repressed kitty superhero trauma has left her feeling anxious and reclusive, and she aims to become a leader again, this time on her own terms. Mm. Now, that's Chloe Bennett. Okay, remember, Bubbles... Dove Cameron had a sweet girl disposition that won America's hearts as the child. She still sparkles as an adult, but her charming exterior belies an unexpected toughness and wit. She's initially more interested in recapturing her fame than actually saving the world, but she just might surprise us all and herself. 
Now, Buttercup, she was the rebellious badass, as you guys remember from the cartoon, right? She was like hardcore. Yeah. All right. Well, she spent her adulthood trying to shed her Powerpuff Girl identity and live an anonymous life. Mm. So... Are they going to drag her out? Like, come on, you got to be part of the group again or whatever. But now, all kidding aside, this makes much more sense. I think people were like, what the fuck are they yeah. doing with live action Powerpuff Girls and they're grown up and all? Now we see. So this, I think it's going to be more dramatic than people were initially thought. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's going to be like child stars, basically, who aren't stars anymore. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a lot of that dynamic. I wonder if there's even going to be like fight sequences because from the description it doesn't really seem like it yeah i guess unless in flashbacks because those first photos that were leaked with them in the dresses and the socks and everything those are flashback yeah. photos so maybe in flashbacks we'll see some fights or something i don't know yeah so. it seems more like a drama yeah and is like, mojo jojo gonna be like a corporate raider or something yeah, like right. you know i mean because he doesn't just i don't know we're, we're gonna have to see so interesting man so interesting well now this next one emhain is set to lead opposite of caitlin at Kinu- uh, Bella Ortiz and CW's Our Ladies of Brooklyn. Yeah, yo. Now, the series is a dramedy about two millennial nuns, Sister Frances and the devout true believer and Sister Maggie, who is played by Ortiz, a new arrival who has yet to take her final vows. Mm-hmm. Now, we've told you about this one a little bit before. We have. Uh, who's, they start out as strangers, but they become sisters on a funny spiritual journey, and they just try to find their place in the Catholic Church, basically. Uh, Hayne will be playing Ellie, Sister Frances' little sister, who arrives out of nowhere to uh, wreak havoc, and on the surface, she might seem like a wholesome Midwesterner with a badass edge, but beneath it all, she's an unparalleled con artist with a heart of gold. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) That is a very interesting description, guys. So she's a badass on the surface, and an even more badass on that i mean i don't even know like yeah, okay she's like i'm good i'm good but give me your money like that's what it, uh, yeah. that's what i came across yeah like, just okay interesting right and this is a show about nuns yeah you about can remember nuns. about nuns i'm just oh, saying man. catholics oh. are gonna be pissed <laughs> hey they've got worse things to deal with they okay do. con artist is a step up all right yeah. i'm just saying you know just like okay Animal Kingdom. Hey, by the way. So uh, we're still talking about cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yikes, Animal Kingdom. Yikes. It's got its sixth and final season coming up, guys, on TNT. And it's added four recurring stars to the cast. Jasper Polish, Kevin Schlack, Darren Mann, and Stevie Lynn Jones will all join the show. Mm. Now, Polish, Forces of Nature, you guys know from, plays young Julia, described as beautiful, intelligent, and edgy. Although she's an excellent student, she's also the type of chick... Do we have to call her a chick? Right. Okay, I just feel like that. I know. Okay. Mm. Who sells tabs of LSD because she thinks it's cool. She's torn between loving and hating her mother, Smurf. Wait, what? <laughs> right? Like, is Daddy Papa Smurf? I'm right. just, whoa, whoa, what is going on now? Kind of confused. Solak, who can be seen in West Side Story coming up, plays Andrew, a young version of Sean Hatoisi's character. Andrew is an intense and struggling with an undiagnosed mental illness. Ooh. He possesses a simmering rage, but also instinctively searches for redemption as he struggles with his darkest impulses. He is completely devoted to Smurf, 
to his best friend Baz. I've never seen the show, so I have no idea who Smurf is. I know, but right? I am now intrigued to watch. <laughs> sure, I'm five seasons late, and we're going into season six, but Smurf has me intrigued. I'm just gonna say it. Um, he's completely devoted to Smurf, his best friend Baz, and his twin sister Julia. Now, Man is going to play Young Baz, a charismatic opportunist who will do whatever is necessary to ensure his own safety. He's not above pitting the other kids against each other, though, in his effort to integrate himself and Smurf, who sees him more as a partner, both personally and... Oh, oh, this oh, isn't shit. Papa Smurf. Hold up. Right. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Penny is described as an intelligent, beautiful young woman in her early 20s. A rule breaker in her youth, she's trying to stay on the straight and narrow. She's stuck in a loveless marriage to a Marine. She and Jay become close, dangerously close. How close are they? Close to Smurf? Right. I need to know everything about Smurf. Send us comments. Send us memes. Send us what I need to we know need everything to know. about Smurf. All right. Oh, is he blue? Man. I just want to know. Is he blue? Does he wear red? I don't know. Well, I'm just, just yeah. Just fill us in. Let us know. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, HBO Max has ordered the real Magic Mike, a oh. reality competition from the producers of the Magic Mike movies. Now, on the show, ten men who've lost their magic <laughs> will compete for cash prize and a spot in the Magic Mike live show in Las Vegas. Uh, casting is currently underway, and I think I know what I'm doing next week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again, cheating on IMDb. Bro. Again, I he won't be. Sh- he's going to be showering with the Magic Mike show now. It's it's fine. It's fine. I wonder if they may or may not dress as Smurf. I mean, they you know. Oh, you know. Well, I mean, a blue mm. blue. I'm sure has something to do with Bounce it. Chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Hey, have you heard? HBO Max is rounding out another cast for its comedy pilot. Okay, Boomer. Will Sasso. Oh, I love Will Sasso. And Tim Chow uh, are set as series regulars along with Zoe Monero, um, which is going to be awesome. Summer uh, and Carter Chi in the multi-camera comedy pilot, which is going to be fantastic. Um, Sasso is going to play Nick Nick, who is Sarah's older brother, recently divorced and now living in Sarah's guest house, as he puts his life back together. That's where you always go, your sister's guest house. Um, Unlike Sarah, he's thrilled by their mother's return and looks to finally earn her approval. Chow will portray Trevor. Oh. That Trevor's never good. Right. Trevor is never good. Sarah's even-tempered husband who runs his own construction company. He tries to take the eccentricities of his household in stride and eases Sarah's anxieties when her mother comes back into the fold. Don't trust Trevor, Sarah. Don't do it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Manorel (laughs) is Campbell, Sarah's oldest child, a socially conscious high school freshman who fights for progressive causes, but is not immune to self-doubt, teen angst, and her personal life. Chi plays Jacob, Sarah's youngest child, a bright, sensitive, anxiety-ridden boy who lets fear dictate his life. I'm just going to say I blame it all on Trevor. I know. It was all Trevor's fault. It's not the mom coming back. It's Trevor. No, Trevor is the real villain of this story. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, seriously. (laughs) Mark that one down. Mark, when we said it, Trevor will be revealed as the real villain. (laughs) (laughs) But some exciting stuff, though, because all of these series are rounding out their cast, though it means new content coming our way very soon. which is exciting. Exactly, exactly. And speaking of exciting new content, HBO's House of Dragon has added Fabian Frankel to the cast in a major role, of course, 
We don't know shit about Dick yet. Um, so based on Martin's Fire and Blood, House of Dragon is set 300 <laughs> years before the events of the original Game of Thrones and tells the story of House Targaryen. What are you about to say? I, I have nothing to say. I'm still I'm still fixated on Smurf. I, I can't. Smurf. I'm still trying to get past Smurf. All right. Hey. 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 This one nobody knew what to expect. Nobody knew because no. this guy's like the most evil, vile, blacklisted guy in Hollywood right now. I'm of course talking about Josh Whedon. Well, his show, The Nevers, his steampunk brainchild and HBO's latest original series. Apparently was still a hit. People didn't give a shit about Josh Whedon. It was fantastic. 1.4 million viewers across linear telecasts and digital during its premiere on Sunday night. It scored the best debut for a new original series on HBO Max and surpassed viewership for other popular shows on the streamer, including Misha Green's Lovecraft Country, which is shocking to me. Um... And the undoing. The preliminary number will likely increase significantly as the viewing across HBO's platforms and additional telecasts are factored in. This is un- unreal to me. I know. I was surprised, too. And, I mean, I, did, I had no idea he was attached to this thing when I clicked on it to watch the pilot. But it's actually pretty good. I was expecting something different, but it's kind of like Bridgerton meets Marvel movies. So, yeah. I mean, he is, a t- he, he, he is... A talented you we're never gonna forget the Avengers. No. I mean, come on guys, Avengers. He did that. Yeah. He's a scumbag apparently, but he did that. And so, you know, I, I mean I'm not surprised that the and this was apparently way before all that. Yeah. And then it's just finally making its way to light. So I guess this is, you know Interesting. Before all the bad shit. I mean, you see, it takes years to get a project it off does. the ground. It's just does. saying. Well, Natalie Portman is extending her reach into TV, signing on to star in and executive produce an HBO film. Now, the Oscar winner, who recently signed a first look deal uh, at Apple, will play a lead role in The Days of Abandonment, based on the novel by my brilliant friend author, Alina Fuente. Oh. Now, the Sundance Award winner, Maggie Betts, will adapt the novel and direct the film, which is in pre-production at the moment. The Days of Abandonment centers around Tess, who will be played by Portman, a woman who... Who abandoned her own dreams for a stable home life and is in turn abandoned by her husband? Damn. Throwing uh, her world off its axis, the movie will dive deep into the mind of a woman in crisis that uh, confronts the norms of motherhood and female identity as Tess goes deep and dark and reaches like so far deep into her mind trying to figure out her own stuff so oh yeah that's that's intense that's That's, intense portman that's a lot but hey black swan black swan that was intense too portman knows how to pull off intense she does i'm just saying she's good hey whether you want to see him or not you're going to because he's inundating 90% or more of the country. I'm talking about Young Sheldon. Yes. Yes. It's set to launch its off-network broadcast syndication this fall, and the comedy, which has already entered cable syndication, will now be seen in major markets via Star Stations Group and has been cleared in more than, as I said, 90% of the country. That's wild. So there's a good chance you're going to be able to watch a Young Sheldon episode if you want to. I haven't watched a single episode. I have not either. So I'm I'm honestly kind of surprised that it's doing so well. And I'm surprised too because I, I saw that they're kind of like 
going out of canon. They're kind of like oh. doing things that don't match with what Sheldon had said on Big Bang Theory oh, wow. and like where, yeah. So like I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting I stuff, mean, it's man. It's not cool. CBS but I trying guess to take risks. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they got a handful of things that got renewed. Now we're talking NCIS. Bullshit, uh, SWAT, Blue Bloods, and Magnum PI have all been renewed yep. at CBS. The latest uh, network made the announcement on Thursday via Twitter, which will mean a season 19 for NCIS, season 6 for Bull, uh, season 5 for SWAT, uh, season 12 for Blue Bloods, and season 4 for Magnum PI. Now, all four shows are produced by CBS Studios, obviously, with SWAT being a co-production with Sony. I so. just have one question. What does whoever it is at Bull have on somebody at CBS? Right. Okay? We've all heard the stories about this show. We've all heard the stories about Michael Weatherly. We've heard about the payoff. We've talked about it on this show numerous times. Why is this show still on the air? Why is it still being condoned? What the fuck? Who has something on whoever that this show keeps getting picked up? This should be just trashed, put away, say goodbye. I, I don't wish that on any of the crew members yeah. or all of the people that are making their living and supporting their families. But, guys. I think it's as simple as where it's being helmed from. I think I think because so. Because CBS is like damn near one of the biggest shady motherfuckers sweeping this shit under the rug still the house of moonviz yeah come on still. bob backish let's clean that shit out okay i have faith in you clean that shit out let's do something at cbs all right agreed agreed uh showtime showtime not a house of anything no. uh showtime is ordered the end although it did have some steamy um you know softcore porn shit back in the day eh, just saying eh, yeah, no. showtime after dark who remembers that i'm old me. Showtime. <laughs> I made sure to get my parents' password. <laughs> All right. Oh, anyway. Um, and there may or may not have been any Smurfs. I don't know. Oh, um, God. Showtime has ordered the anthology series Cinema Toast from creator Jeff Bayana and executive producers the Duplass Brothers. Oh, my God. I love it. It's going to be it. great already. The series is described as a postmodernist reinvention of older movies that turns pre-existing imagery from the public domain on its head to tell brand new unique stories it will feature the voices of allison brie nick offerman fred armison john early christina ricci megan mulally chloe Feynman, and chris maloney oh shit chris maloney stabler's bringing the voice Hell baby yeah. yeah by the way i'm loving that show just saying it just is putting good. that out there directors include bayana jay duplass mel eslin alex ross perry marta cunningham aubrey plaza get the fuck out of here fantastic <laughs> numa perrier jordan firstman chris ray and a sleuth of others showtime has ordered 10 episodes which will premiere all at once on Showtime on demand streaming and partner platforms on April twentieth. Mark your calendars. So next week. Yeah, right. Fuck, next week, guys. So good. I'm, I love the Duplasses. I love Aubrey Plaza. I'm a huge fan of Stabler, Chris Maloney. So that I'm checking that out. Agreed. I'm man, checking agreed. it out. Hey, I'm gonna have you take this next one because I know you're super excited and you were around for all this. Damn, bro. I'm just saying. I did watch these epic fights though, and I'm not even gonna lie, they were all fucking epic yeah. these were the kind of fight they were rock real life rocky fights bro where they just <laughs> beat the fucking shit out of each other okay for high impact damn right it was high impact <laughs> boxers sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, who recently passed yeah. and thomas the hitman hearns will re-enter the limelight in the showtime docuseries the kings 
The first of the show's four episodes will premiere on Sunday, June 6th. On linear and streaming, the Viacom CBS Premium Network announced. Now, nicknamed the Four Kings because during their remarkable overlapping careers, the quartet contested nine championship fights among them from 1980 to 1989. Their distinct styles and vivid personalities helped spark a renaissance in the sport of boxing, which had endured a downturn after Muhammad Ali's storybook run came to an end. The backdrop of the series is the 1980s, a go-go decade marked by pronounced socioeconomic and political upheaval in the U.S. and President Ronald Reagan left his mark. Now, like I said, these fights, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Tommy the Hitman Hearns, holy shit. Yeah. And you guys know the le- Uno Mas, one more time, Uno Mas, Ro- Roberta Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard beat the ever-living shit out of each other like numerous times. Mm. But, I mean, you're not called Hitman because you don't punch. Yeah, exactly. Tommy the Hitman Hearns and Marvelous Marvin Hagler, some of the best fights I have ever seen in my life. Damn. I mean, like, seriously, they were epic, so I am Definitely tuning into this. Yeah, I'm excited I'm to watch definitely it. Definitely tuning shit. into it. Yeah, you want to watch some real rocky shit? Watch that stuff, man. <laughs> oh man, Emmy nominee Regina Taylor is I'll set as a series away. regular of portraying Michelle Obama's mother in the show. Oh shit! Okay, anthology series, The First Lady. Is she that old? I know it's. She doesn't even seem like she's that old. No. I know. Just well, good for you, Regina. It's exactly. going to be makeup, baby, because you're good. You're fine. You're like good. <laughs> and also cast in recurring roles are Sania Sidney as uh, Sasha Obama. So they're just rounding out the cast for the Obamas, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really cool. And newcomer Julian De Niro as young Barack Obama and Evan Park as S.S. Allen Taylor, Michelle Obama's first and longtime security agent. Of course, they joined the previously announced stars, Viola Davis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Gillian Anderson. Mm. So, I mean, I, I am so excited, excited about it. Yeah, yeah. me too. This I'm... is going to be so good, I feel like. Yeah. I, I, and speaking, okay, speaking of another busy guy, Kelsey Grammer, right? He's got that one show with uh, like Alec Baldwin and all that. Yeah. We know Frazier's coming back, so we're super pumped about that. But apparently that's not enough for him because he's jumping back into films too, guys. Paramount Pictures has secured the home entertainment and television rights to The Space Between, starring the Emmy Award winner Kelsey Grammer. The film will be in select U.S. theaters on April 23rd next week. Boy, there's a lot lot of shit going down right. next week i'm just saying all right fouled by a digital release on june 15th now william fitchner oh my god from mom yeah he's i love him he's yeah, fantastic he's great uh julia goldani um jackson white paris jackson yes paris jackson michael's daughter that's the one um and andy daly round out the cast written by late screenwriter will aldis the movie is a coming of age story set during iconic Iconic 90s, guys. That was just like a week ago. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Whatever. Fine. Iconic. All of a sudden, I'm good though because the 80s are all the oldies now. So now the 90s are iconic. It's there you Welcome to the oldies, bitch. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Set during the iconic 90s LA music scene, Mickey Adams, an eccentric has been rock musician, loses his grip on reality all while his record label is lo- looking to drop him and his newly created unique album. In hopes of breaking out of the record label mailroom, a young Charlie Porter is tasked with traveling to the musician's bizarre home and forcing Mickey out of his contract. Okay, actually, Kelsey Grammer is a washed-up former rock star who now runs a label that's struggling. Sounds fucking epic to me. I'm just—I think it's gonna be. 
Is there anything bad Kelsey Grammer does, though? Right. Just saying. <laughs> Just, saying. Just saying. Paramount putting out some shit, man. Just saying. Iconic 90s. Iconic 90s. Iconic. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, Brad Pitt <laughs> is reuniting with Sandra Bullock. They're just now first working on it with each other, but now they're reuniting again uh, for a Lost City of D. The Paramount romantic action-adventure comedy also stars Channing Tatum. The move is actually a friendly quid pro quo as it follows Bullock making a cameo appearance in Pitt's movie Bullet Train, mm. which recently wrapped production as David... Uh, Lidge just, uh, was shooting for Sony. So, very yeah. exciting stuff, man. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Who I didn't love. make an appearance in Bullet Train, though? Yeah. I can't wait to see this movie because it seemed like for, like, I don't know, a month and a half Everyone. stretch, every week we talked about somebody being added to that cast. True. It's, like, insane. Hey, the movie Arlington Road is eyeing a return as a TV series mm. by the iconic 1999 <laughs> neo-noir thriller <laughs> Paramount Plus is uh, you must say iconic before any 90s now it's just fact just like you have to say oldie before any 80s fuck you all um <laughs> It's in the early stages of that's right, classics. Is in early stages of development on the project from the film's director, Mark Pellington. The iconic nineteen ninety-nine paranoid thriller movie stars Jeff Bridges, Tim Robbins, and Joan Cusat. I'm in automatically. That cast, I'm in. Um, and Hope Davis. The film tells the story of widowed Georgia Washington University professor who suspects his new neighbors are involved in terrorism mm. and becomes obsessed with foiling their plot. Okay, I feel so bad about making jokes about it. Damn. That seems like a serious uh, yeah. plot line. Did you watch the original? Terrorism is no... <laughs> <laughs> Turner Classic Movies over here. Moving it! <laughs> <laughs> I like Turner Classic Movies! Exactly. I love the intros like into the top. Come on, man. That's a good shit. Thank you, Ted Turner. Don't oh let him fuck God. with you about the classic movies, buddy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. God friended me. Stuff. I'm sure all of you will be meeting him soon. Actress Rachel Bay Jones has joined the cast of Paramount Plus's Why Women Kill. She joins the second Because they're from the 90s. That's why they're from it. She joins the second season in a recurring role. Uh, she will join previously announced series regulars Allison Tolman, uh, Nick Frost, Luna Perella, uh, BK Cannon, uh, Jordine Christie, Matthew Bordeto, and Veronica Falcone. Ooh. Now, season two of the dark comedy features a new ensemble cast and storyline set in the classic 1949. Uh, no, <laughs> 80s is classic now. <laughs> 1940s is pre-fucking-historic. Pre That's what that is. Uh, <laughs> they're going to explore the means of a beautiful people, hidden truth behind. Uh, there were a lot of beautiful people there, in the 80s. Beautiful people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> facets people uh, pre into present world. The effects are being ignored and overlooked by society. And finally, the lengths one woman will go to to bring order back to what belongs. Apparently, she's going to be killing a lot of people. That's what saying. she's going to go to. I mean, just yeah, saying. Yeah. Hey, NBC Universal, have you heard of them? Sure you have. Sure. 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 Well, they've ordered two more drama pilots for the 2021-2022 season, which is going to be epic. The first is an untitled project co-created by Nick Wooten and Jake Coburn with Wooten having written the pilot. Now, the project is described as a high-stakes two-hander. Two-hander. <laughs> 
That's it. Sometimes you need two hands. It's just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no. Featuring two women, a recently captured brilliant criminal mastermind who orchestrates a number of coordinated bank heists for the Smurf. No, Smurf's not in this one. For a mysterious purpose. And the principled, relentless, and socially outcast FBI agent who will stop at nothing to foil her ambitious plan. Mm. Now that sounds like billions to me, except now it's with like bank robbers and FBI instead of like the department, you know, the SEC and like, a, mm. what the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, all right. It's fine, it's fine. Get, yeah. get original. Yeah, the right. second pilot is titled Getaway and hails from writers and executive producers J.J. Bailey and Moira Kirkland. Now, in Getaway, a destination wedding at an isolated luxury resort quickly descends into chaos after a group of dangerous criminals takes the island high. Wait, doesn't this sound like the plot to the movie that, that uh, we talked about? A little like bit, a- yeah. Uh, wait, th- I mean, they're doing that in a movie, guys. <laughs> they're doing happening? that in a movie. What are we doing with uh, um, Kevin Hart, right? Yeah. And Yeah, what the fuck? Goodness. The small group of guests led by a fearless female. Oh, well, it's a fearless female army vet in this one. Okay, That's fine. That's what it is. That's du- Kevin Hart could totally play that role. Yeah. You do it, Kevin. Don't let them steal your shit, bro. <laughs> they can do everything they can to stay alive. This female army vet or Kevin Hart will or do Kevin everything Hart. to save everybody. Either or. Either or. I mean, I've seen white chicks. It's fine. <laughs> uh, promising young woman. I like dark this story. comedy. I do, too. It's really good. I'm glad it's happening. Yeah, this uh, is not funny. This is serious. It is. Uh, the dark comedy starring Carrie Mulligan uh, will be ordered for free to college students. Now, Focus Features, uh, the film's backer, has partnered with Rain, two ends, and the country's largest anti-sexual violence organization to host a virtual screening of the film on April 15th. Following the show, uh, showing, Laverne Cox will moderate a conversation with her co-star Mulligan and Emerald Fennell, who wrote and directed the film. By bringing uh, the film to the students, both Focus and Rain hope to continue the conversation against sexual assault and violence on college campuses. Statistically, 13% of all students experience sexual assault or rape during their time at school wow yeah that's crazy i mean facts i mean uh, you know we hear about it all the time with the you know the they slip a marufi and i mean it's a dangerous thing so i'm glad that they partnered up and did that i'm glad that they had a q and a and i'm glad that these these showings are continuing across the country for college students because it is a, a subject that needs to be addressed Agreed. because this does happen and beyond that it leads to trafficking and a lot mm-hmm. of like sex cults and shit and like i mean it's a serious subject and it's no joke so i i like when movies take it's- real Steps to Terrifying. kind of be like, yeah. you know, this is entertainment, but it's also really important. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's good. Chris McKay, hey, he's in negotiations to direct and produce Universal Pictures' Reinfeld. Now, why does that name sound familiar, Reinfeld? Because he's Dracula's henchman. Yes. You know, he's the one that Dracula is always kind of going to. And it's based on an original story outline from Robert Kirkman. Mm. Why does that name sound familiar? Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yes. Okay. Plot details weren't announced, but it's believed to take place during the present day and is not a period piece. Mm. Oh shit. Okay. Very interesting. They're doing they're putting together their monsterverse, man. It's very uh, they are. They they are working hard at it and they're not giving up at it and they're uh, good for them. Yeah. For I them. mean, you know, sometimes you should, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> NBC has given out a pair of comedy pilot orders including one starring music superstar Demi Lovato. Now, the Lovato project is titled Hungry. NBC has previously given the single camera comedy show a put to pilot commitment back in 
January. Remember, you guys, we talked about it. In the show, friends who belong to a food issues group help each other as they look for love, success, and the perfect thing in the fridge that's going to make it all better. Now, the other show... That wine. Wine's going to make it all better. Now, <laughs> it's in the fridge. <laughs> exactly. If you prefer your chill. Oh, man. Now, the other show, Put the Pilot, is a single cam uh, titled Someone Out There. The show is a romantic comedy about two uh, set-in-their-ways adults who are challenged by very unexpected strangers to become the best versions of themselves in order to find love and possibly each other. Oh. Yeah. Serendipity. Oh. oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck, people? Hey, speaking of Kevin Hart, we're jumping to Sony now. And again, like I said at the top of the show, the only time we ever talk about Sony is if they're delaying something or selling something. Well, this it's week true. it's delaying again. Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson, and Kaylee Cuoco's action comedy, The Man from Toronto, will open on January 14th, 2022. The film revolves around a case of mistaken identity, as we've told you before on the show, um, as the world's deadliest assassin, that's Hart, known as the man from Toronto, actually it's Harrelson, but Hart gets confused for him, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. And a stranger played by Hart run into each other at an Airbnb. Chaos soon follows the uh, uh, as the assassin's worlds come crashing down on Hart. Mm. Now, I can totally understand how anybody would mistake Kevin Hart for Woody Harrelson. They look exactly fucking alike. I know. It's like looking in a mirror. I mean, seriously, this movie makes total sense. <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco's in it, though, uh, so it's yeah. all good. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Only thing keeping it afloat. It's fine. I love uh, Kaylee. Oh, man. But Garrett Dula Hunt uh, from sure. Fear of the Walking Dead, Michael Hike, and uh, Anya <laughs> O'Reilly from The Morning Show, Sterling Mesa Jr. from Dragon, The Bruce Lee Story, and newcomer Jojo Regina have all been added to the cast of Where the Crad Do- Where the Crawl Dads Sing. Now, the film adaptation based on uh, Della Owens' New York Times best-selling novel from 3,000 Pictures comes from Hello Sunshine, Reese. Uh, set against the backdrop of a mid-20th century South, the story that centers on a young woman named Kaya who, abandoned by her family, raises herself all alone in the marshes outside of her small town. However... When her former boyfriend is found dead, Kaya is thrust into the spotlight, instantly branded by the local townspeople and law enforcement as the prime suspect for his murder. Equal parts uh, haunting the crime thriller and moving coming-of-age story, where the crawdad sing explores our universal yearning for connection, uh, formative uh, first loves, and ultimately how strong and resilient each of us is. No matter the obstacle standing in our way, Regina, in her first film, major film role, will play Little Kaya. So There you go. Very interesting. And, I mean, honestly, the first people law enforcement looks at during a murder is their loved ones. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's crazy. And in case you missed it, our buddy Jason Warner-Smith is, is uh, joining this project also. Could not be more thrilled for him to be working with Reese and, and, and a part of this. I mean, it sounds like an intense storyline. And if you guys missed Jason in Blackbird, this man delivers on intense storylines. Yeah. So I don't know who he's going to be playing in it, but it's a good casting and we'll see. Agreed. Keep track on that. Hey, MGM is in the news. The studio that's for sale, not for sale. Uh, yeah. Following a global casting search, rising star Yasmin Finney, the 17-year-old black trans woman from Manchester, England, has landed the lead role in Orion Pictures' What If? 
What if? The first project under the announced leadership of Orion President Alana Mayo, Emmy-winning Pose star Billy Porter is stepping behind the camera to direct for the first oh, time. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah. What if follows teenagers Kelsa and Kyle as they navigate a high school senior year relationship that neither could have expected. After Kyle posts online about his school crush, the internet encourages him to go for it. Finney will star as Kelsa, a trans high school student, high school senior in this modern coming of age story. Oh shit! So he's probably got a crush on a trans and doesn't yeah. know it's a trans, and then th- th- this is going to be controversial. And I think it's going to be fucking fantastic. I love it though. I love it because I mean, real life shit, man. That's what we need. Exactly. Real life shit. Bring it. Exactly. Epics has given a ten episode straight to series order to from. The, the, it's called From. It's a comp. <laughs> it's a sci-fi horror. He hasn't series. even had any wine. I have it's it. Just two I from. It. But it uh, is from. Uh, it's a sci-fi horror created by John Griffin. <laughs> Production is slated to begin in May, with an eye towards a 2022 premiere date on Epics. From unravels a mystery of a nightmarish town in Middle America that traps all those who enter. Kind of like WandaVision. Mm. Uh, As the the unwilling residents fight to keep a sense of normalcy and search for a way out, they must also survive the threats of a surrounding forest. Oh. Including the terrifying creatures that come out of it when the sun comes down. Damn. Yeah. That's intense. Ain't no lie, though. There are some terrifying fucking creatures in the forest at night. That's true. I'm just yeah, saying. That's why we don't walk at night. No, I don't go anywhere near the forest at night. Exactly. Fuck that. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> just say it. Hey, you know who's not terrifying though? <laughs> Janina Gavinkar. She's joined Eli Roth's Borderlands at Lionsgate. That's right. We switched to Lionsgate. The actress will play the role. Oh, it's a new role too of Commander Knox, a new character being introduced to the Borderlands franchise. She joins, as you know, everybody in Hollywood because we've talked about this for the last several weeks. Yeah. Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ariana Greenblatt, Florian Montu, Edgar Ramirez, Haley Bennett, Oliver Richards, and the one and only Jack Black. Uh, again, this is, a, I mean, it's cast everybody. In Literally, the yeah. It's wild, man. It's well, good though. It's wild. always awesome, though, to come into a franchise that's like established and has all these characters in this video game world and all that, and they create one for you. Yeah. So good for that. Exactly. I mean, awesome. Exactly. And it's Kevin Hart and Jack Black and The Rock becoming like a trio because now. Kevin Hart and Jack Black are working together again. I think so. so. I mean, that would be hilarious. Those guys are great. And yet another movie where they'll be confused for each other. Yeah, right? No. Literally. No. No one knows. No. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Netflix heading over the streaming juggernaut. They must really love Bridgerton because they have handed out a third and fourth season renewal for the epic Shonda Rhimes show. Everybody knows comes from Shondaland. The pickup arrives after the drama based on Julia Quinn's best-selling novels as the second season in production at the moment and uh, remains in keeping with the novel's love line. So that's very exciting. And we all know that it's this next season is going to be about Lord Anthony Bridgerton's quest for love. That's right. He's That's got right. a lot of shit going down. It was so funny. Shonda said she was surprised by the reaction of Renee leaving. I guess she just assumed everybody had read these novels and realized he wasn't part of the second book, but apparently not, Shonda. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Filmmaker Vonged. Whoa, Jordan Vocht Roberts. There it is. I hope I got that right. Jordan Vocht Roberts is about to whoop it Gangnam style. I don't know. <laughs> 
I went there. It's fine. He's set to direct and produce a live-action adaptation of the wildly popular anime series, Gundam. All right. For Legendary and Netflix, famed comic book writer Brian K. Vaughn is writing the screenplay and will executive produce. No word on what the story will be for the film, but they're guaranteed to whoop it Gundam style. There you go. Just saying. They're focusing heavily on anime, so that's They really are. Cool. They have made a strong move there. They have. They really have. Now, Powers alum Charlito uh, Copley has been cast <laughs> in Russian Doll at Netflix. Everybody loves it. The latest big-name <laughs> actor who joins the star-stubbed award-winning mystery drama for its second season. Previously announced season two recurring cast members including Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek and uh, Carolyn Michelle Smith from Colony. Oh. Of course, the series stars Natasha Loyne and as a New York woman, Nadia, who becomes caught in an endless loop of attending her own birthday party only to die and repeat the night over and over and over again. What the fuck? Details about season two storylines and the character descriptions, of course, are being kept under wraps. I, I, okay, okay. I know. Right? All right. All Interesting. Right. Sure. Uh, hey, okay, now we're going to shift gears to the other one everybody loves and who has a lot of money. Amazon Thanks. newcomer Mia Isaac has landed the lead role opposite John Cho in Don't Make Me Go, the father-daughter adventure dramedy from Amazon Studios. The film follows a single father who takes his teenage daughter on a road trip to find her estranged mother as he tries to teach her everything she might need to know for the rest of her life mm. along the way. The filming is slated to commence next month in New Zealand. Mm. Now, is this part of that deal for the 450? No, okay. Right. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. New Zealand, you know, you got to, like, film as much as you fucking possibly exactly. can. Do. That's <laughs> so funny. Well, Amazon is trying to freaking bring in all the big name people they can for first look deals the latest one being tennis icon serena williams she has inked a first look tv deal at amazon studios with an untitled docuseries already in the works now the 23 time grand slam tennis champion will work with amazon studios to create scripted and unscripted television projects that will debut dis- uh, exclusively on prime video oh so exciting stuff man isn't that fun and then her besties working at netflix you know Meghan markle and yeah. everything they're like oh that's cute that's nice doing stuff that's nice hey i'm excited about this one the boys spinoff rihanna hardesty is set as a lead in amazon's college set spinoff of the boys which is nearing formal green light it's green lit what the fuck come on <laughs> she will play a young superhero in the show joining previously cast shane paul mcgee amy carrero maddie phillips jazz and claire and lizzie Broadway, who play fellow young superheroes. The untitled The Boys spinoff is set at Amazon's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes and run by Vought International, which you guys know is the the corporation that is behind The Boys. Uh, It is described as an irreverent R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal complete uh oh competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test. Yeah. Hunger Games with all the heart, satire, and raunch of I the know. boys. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. By the way, have you guys been seeing all the, the, the stuff that Jensen Eccles has been putting out for the boys <laughs> as Soldier Boy? Fucking looks like Grizzly Adams and shit. Right. Like, I don't know, man, but I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be so I know. I need good. to catch up on the last season. I know. Like, really just saying. Now, we've talked about it. We teased it. 
I mean, nearly a billion dollars for one season. The Lord of the Rings first season cost is going to be around $465 million to produce. Now, this figure was released today, and they also announced that they plan to shoot the first two seasons back-to-back. That's insane. So nearly a billion dollars for season one and two. That is wild. But, I mean, it's really cool because this series employs more than 1,200 people and more than 700 people is on the production staff. So Yeah, the pre-production. So I'm wondering if what the what's I I mean are they doing like the movies where they're fucking like handcrafting the chainmail and shit right. like I mean I just guys half a billion dollars for one season or nearly a billion for two seasons that is insane. Yeah. That is insane. I, I'm just I want to remind everybody. Now it's different management now. I know Jennifer Sulky is not the person who made the decision, but I just want to remind everybody that this is the same network that canceled the last tycoon because it was too expensive too to make. Too expensive, yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> it wasn't half a billion fucking dollars to make. I'm just saying, like, let's be real about it. Jennifer Sulky, like I said at the top of the show, call Billy or Billy call Jennifer. Let's get Lily and Kelsey back. Let's finish Matt Bomer. Let's finish that shit out. Exactly. I want to know what happens. All right. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Hey, switching to Apple. Apple, unlike Disney, uh, oh shit, yeah, I saw this in today and I just saw, Ryan Coogler said Black Panther is still shooting in Georgia, yeah, regardless of the anywhere. stuff. They're not going anywhere. And he kind of laid out detailed reasons why. But Apple, not following Disney suit there. Apple, Antoine Fuqua and Will Smith will move their production of their big budget runaway slave thriller Emancipation out of Georgia in protest over the state's controversial new voting restrictions. The announcement continues the economic fallout from Governor Kemp's and the state's legislation decision to pass the new regulations that critics maintain amount to voter suppression aimed at reducing the turnout of people of color. Now, Emancipation was scheduled to begin filming in June with uh, Smith starring as Peter, a fugitive from slavery who's fleeing Louisiana in the hopes of traveling north to freedom. Hey, here's a brainstorm idea. Why don't you fucking shoot it in Louisiana? Yeah, just go to New Orleans. Like, what the fuck? It was set in Louisiana. Goofy. Hey, (laughs) just a thought. Antoine, Will, you're welcome. Exactly. I I guarantee Louisiana will be open for you filming it. Or they're going to come to, like, North Carolina because, remember, with uh, Swamp Thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe. uh, I don't know, but it's valued at $120 million, and it's unclear where the production will move. Louisiana. Uh, and I'm just saying, that. so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Just Fine. wild, man. Just wild. I mean, people are pulling the trigger on some stuff. Hey, hey. That's some violence right there. Hey, hey. Trap. Trap. It's trap. 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 You're, oh, and now man. we know is a place where they sell drugs. Yeah, right. In Atlanta. It's an education it's lesson. It's an education. This, this show is always educational. Of course. You guys just know. Saying. You guys know. Well, anyway, it is time for our guest segment. We're so yes! super excited. Alice Lee coming on the show to get a little crazy. Oh, my gosh. She's so much fun, y'all. She's as fun as you would think she would be. Yeah. We, I mean – Everybody from that cast is just amazing to talk to, and Alice just brought the A game. She did. She had us in stitches. We were just laughing all the time, and she's so good. Exactly, exactly. Well, here she is. Alice Lee, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited to have you. We love Zoe's so much, and we've been so blessed to have a bunch of you guys on, and uh, it is our mission to save this show, because they consistently keep saying it's on the bubble, and we don't know why. Uh, (laughs) 
but, yeah, but we are super pumped to talk to you for sure. Oh, thank you. Yes, and uh, so like how we get started with all this is we kind of do like an introduction for the for the fans and the listeners who might not be familiar with your background and everything. So yeah. how did you get started in the industry? Was it something you always kind of wanted to do, or like like you know because you weren't LA born, right? It's like Illinois, right? Yeah. Was, so how uh, does the little girl in Illinois go, oh, I want to do this? <laughs> I know, right? Um, so I'm from like the north suburbs of Chicago. And I mean, I always used to perform like my dad's side of the family. Uh, they're all singers and like dancers and just artists in that way. Um, so I always did that stuff growing up. I did acapella in high school. Um, but my actual start was so I went to NYU, and but I went there for music business. Okay. But my freshman year of college, I went to Spring Awakening. Um, it was a Broadway show. Do you know it? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to that show. I was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Um, and then me and my friend went on this their website, and they were having open calls. And so I went to an open call for that show, and, you know, I got it, which is crazy. They loved to do, like, open calls. Um <laughs> I know. And then through that, I got an agent. And then, you know what they say, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really um, awesome. Yeah, it was wild. It was like a very wild. So it know, just wasn't even on the radar for like, like the acting thing. That just wasn't even on the radar. Yeah, I guess I wasn't really thinking about it. Honestly, like I think I just came to New York and I was like, oh, my God, this is exciting. And then I just went to this audition and <laughs> was like, oh, what the hell, you know? And then, yeah. And so I went to school and did that at the same time. And I also did Spider-Man as well. Oh, um, uh-oh. Look at you. Okay. All yeah. Right. <laughs> with all that craziness. Yeah. You know we're big comic geeks and we have a lot of listeners who are big comic geeks. So you just like oh, went oh, over the top toward, you know, with yes. favorite guests now. Like. <laughs> She did Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Broadway show, if you can believe it. Crazy. Yeah, that's so freaking awesome. All right. Okay. Yeah. So so you're good on wires? Are you you know, did you have a lot of wire work or oh, like you know? Well luckily I didn't have to get on the wire. <laughs> <laughs> but you would have Although I I kinda am like totally. Like, that's not like that would but i mean also there was a lot of issues on that show like with safety so maybe not yeah okay Uh, (laughs) i i do remember that yeah wow you brought that up (laughs) but that's true i do Mm -hmm. remember that yeah yeah. (laughs) that's so fun that's so fun but being a fellow thespian i love the adrenaline you get on stage when you're in front of an audience what would you say is your favorite part about being on stage with such a great ensemble cast uh i guess that's Definitely one of, I think that's, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. I think you cannot replace that energy. You know, obviously, you know, TV film, I love to do um, for its own, you know, uh, reasons, but theater, there's just something about that energy. Yeah. Every show is different. Every time is different. You kind of feed off the audience. And so your performance changes depending on their mood, you know, so it's very interesting. And like with your fellow performers, like you guys kind of, feel the vibe together and it's really like bonding i feel like you know because it's like only you guys know what you just went through that's it (laughs) and what that (laughs) audience was like you know and then Um, but yeah and there's so, just something about that instant gratification. Like you, it's not yeah. like film or television where you have to wait to see if people liked it or hated it. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get that pretty much right away. Totally. And I guess like TV film, the only gratification is like after they say cut and like 
crew members are like, ha, ha, ha. Like, they laugh at afterwards. But, like, <laughs> in the moment, you don't know. You're right. Like, Was that funny? And then I guess they were laughing a little bit. <laughs> So, uh, but, so yeah. I guess like because we've had uh, a lot of guests on that that started in theater and kind of made the transition, and a lot of them said they found that difficult. Did you find it difficult to kind of like reel yourself back in where you were used to performing on stage and being big and had to kind of like reel it in for film and television? Was that a difficult transition for you? Right. I mean, I feel like because that's something I'd always heard too. Like you know, TV films different from theater. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I was aware. I think I'm sure subconsciously I was doing it without knowing. I'm just trying to adapt to this different format, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is different, I guess. You just theater is just bigger, you know. But yep. I don't know if I noted like, okay, now I'm going to be smaller, you know. I <laughs> right. Think I was, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think I was thinking that, but. Um, yeah. That's okay. so funny. That's so funny. Well, getting ready for this interview, I mean, of course, we got to go to the handy dandy YouTube section. That's right. And <laughs> we searched your name, and I was watching a lot of the Rising Stars audition and a couple of the performances. I just got to say, I think Brad Paisley was kind of a hater because you had that bluesy tone yeah, for seriously. your audition. So I'm just saying, I would have so given much. you that thumbs up. <laughs> so much i really appreciate that i feel like because i feel like with those kind of shows they kind of pigeonhole you right you're like well she's the theater girl and so like no matter what i did i would have been the theater girl you know yeah Yeah, definitely and with Um, those type of shows like i've always wondered with like uh the american idol and the voice and things like that how many different rounds of producers did you have to go through to like get to the big show well, my, I guess maybe Rising Star was a little different because mm-hmm. they, I got an audition like through my manager. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. And so they were like, they're doing this show. Um, so I don't think it was as widespread because it wasn't as wide known, you right. know, as Night or the Voice. So I think it was kind of a smaller thing. Um, and then I went through like a couple rounds, maybe just one more really. Um, and then they were like, yeah, you're in. But also the show, it only went one season. Yeah. So, you know, you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were on it though. You know? Exactly. Right. And I thought it was such a touching moment to have your mom there and she seemed to be yeah. like really be enjoying the atmosphere and seeing her girl on stage. So I just love oh, that moment. Definitely. Thank you so much. I know I feel like that was like the best part of it, honestly, to share that with my parents, you know? Like mm-hmm. when else would they have been on TV like that and like she's she, she was a hit in her yes. in her town. that's fantastic and i bet kimberly reminds brad every day that he messed up i agree (laughs) yeah kim's like yeah you know she's on zoe's now you fucked up (laughs) (laughs) totally oh my gosh so i i I love though that that you've incorporated that or been able to incorporate i guess the the singing you know into the acting because because you've done a lot you know with, with being able to do that um and wow, you've been on a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, Have I? Yeah, yeah. When we, we do our research, and I was just like uh, just scrolling through, and I'm like, wow, she's she's done a lot. Um, yeah, that that's fantastic. Do you do you have a preference? Do do you like film over television, or or television over film, or do you equally, or or like what's your preference? Mm, I feel like you know it's like apples and oranges for sure. Because mm-hmm. people also ask that about theater, you know, theater versus film or mm-hmm. TV, right? I think I think it's whatever I haven't done, I want to do more of. Okay. Um, so like, I want to do more movies for sure. Um, I've done a couple, but I just think movies are the shit. Um, and yeah, I love 
TV, but I feel like I've done that now. I've done theater and, you know, you just always want to do something new, something that challenges you again. And Absolutely. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I want to do it all, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. Good answer. Love that. Um, yes. So so what genre? Do you have a specific genre that, like, maybe you haven't done that you totally want to dive into? Mm. I mean, I guess maybe some more dramatic stuff. Um, but I love comedy. Like, I feel like comedy is just my pocket. Um, but, I mean, who doesn't want to do something more dramatic? I mean, I'd love to be a superhero. That would be so fun. Oh, my gosh, uh, yeah. I can totally see yeah. you as Jubilee in the X-Men when they bring him into the MCU. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. looking to throw that out there to Kevin Feige. Uh, you know. I'm down. <laughs> Jubilee is badass, and she's got a great relationship with Wolvie. So, you know, it, it's totally, it's all good. Oh, I right. love it. I Let's love start the campaign, right? Yeah, we're going to start the it. hashtag campaign to get you on there. It's fine. Ah! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, oh, and speaking of comedy, and, and we're definitely going to be talking about Zoe's, but, oh, my God, that that. The, just your face reactions when when you see uh, the show hubby there starting to s- realizes that he's singing about his sister. I can't even begin oh to tell God. you how much the <laughs> facial expressions between the two of you were just absolutely killing me. We're gonna talk about that. I, I mean, but it was so and fantastic. So good. He's so funny. I'm like, oh my god. We were literally cracking up. Like Jade and I were breaking. Oh to, yeah. We were watching it. We're like, we can't look at Andrew. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of that on the show. We can't look at Andrew because he's about to bust. When we interviewed him back, we, we talked to him about, okay, let's just jump into Zoe's. Fuck it. Let's just jump into Zoe's. We, we interviewed Andrew, and, and I, the first question I asked him was like, how did you maintain a straight face when Alice is doing all the seductive dancing around you, basically <laughs> telling me, take my clothes off and take me right here? And I said, you are just stoic and look forward i'm like there's no way i could have yes. done that and, oh he, my God. and he's like i really had no idea what she was doing behind me <laughs> like i don't know it was so That's funny very true. <laughs> how do you even go into that how do you approach that scene because were you trying to break him like because i feel like that you were i don't know it was so good oh yay thank you um no i think when we start doing that i think maybe like i take it super serious <laughs> and so like i'm just like in the zone i'm like yeah yeah mandy yeah yeah that step right here okay yeah yeah like I'm just, I'm just like and i just trust that andrew's like they're like everyone's very respectful and like whatever we need um and yeah and just like what I, yeah he just trying not to get in the way you know like, right whatever you do like for your number like um, and it's always like that with everyone, so which is amazing. Um, but yeah, it is crazy. Sometimes like, you just want to watch. Yeah, so that's hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so I try to watch as much as I can during rehearsal. I bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's so fun, too. It's so fun. This show is great. It's honestly lightning in a bottle, to be honest with you, because you can be laughing with your family at one second, but then, like, the last episode of season one, mm. like, I was drowning in my own tears. Like, it was so good. This show is so yeah. special, and I feel like oh. means so much to so many people. So I'm, I'm only looking forward for many seasons down the line. Exactly. Exactly. That's what, like, yeah, when we were talking about at the top of the show with, like, it being on the bubble, like what because it does like logan said you i feel like it connects with so many people like you there's a story there that everybody can relate to at some point Mm -hmm. and it just mm. i know no it's so much fun and like the people are so good and 
I feel very lucky for sure. Well, we're super pumped that you got bumped up to a series regular because we yes. think the storyline between between you and uh, David, you know, Andrew Leeds, his characters, we 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 were wanting more. <laughs> so we, we, yeah, we, when because we also do an industry news segment on the show also, and so when we talked about it, you guys, you getting bumped up, and we were like, yes, because I mean that storyline is so good. You guys are so good together. The chemistry oh, is just amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, now we will say when we were interviewing him, just a quick question for you because he was baking cookies. Right. Are you baking us any sweets there, Alice? Or like, um, you know. He was baking cookies? He baked he cookies the entire interview. Yeah, right. I don't believe Oh, that. no, it's true. Yeah, go back and listen to it. You can hear You can actually hear the oven and he's like mixing stuff. It's hilarious. <laughs> even did a taste oh test at the God. end. Like, yeah. Like. I didn't know he baked. Oh, oh, see now we're gonna now we're gonna get on him. We're gonna get on him oh, about man. he's baking cookies for us and and his own like like Wait, television wife doesn't cookies? even know he cooks. Oh. Wait, he's baking cookies for you guys? Well, that's what he said. He said he was gonna mail us some. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll totally send you some after the show. I'm like, we're still waiting, Andrew. We're still waiting. When was that interview? Oh, my gosh. What, how long ago, Logan? Uh, probably like two or three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. you got lost. You that's know they right. did. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So funny. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. All right. All right. And and speaking uh, of, speaking of yeah. funny, okay, let's talk about the scene. So, David, because uh, the whole situation, and spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but I'm sorry, I'm throwing the spoilers out there. Uh, you, you know, David joins a band, and uh, he's, a, he's a new rock star, um, and, and uh, Emily thinks that's kind of hot, doesn't she? <laughs> I know, I know, right? Who would have thought? Oh my gosh! That, talk about that a little bit because the, the interaction back and forth between you guys, like, or the the latest episode where you just can't keep your hands off of them. It's like, man, and Mary's like, go in the closet, just go in the closet, you guys. I mean, it's so funny. What is that like? Oh, you know, good. seeing that relationship develop and kind of progress. You know, after the baby and everything. Talk about that and working with Andrew and how that is. Yeah. Well, at first I was like, oh my goodness, like she is saying all this in front of her mother (laughs) (laughs) i'm like wow they are super close (laughs) um um, but no i think it's super fun because also you know you see a different side of them and it's like you know he's like decides he wants to quit his job and join a band and you know that can go really bad yeah also you know (laughs) but i love that you know emily's kind of like fuck yeah like okay like they always seem to just work through everything and i think it's adorable (laughs) absolutely absolutely and it goes back to what we were talking about i feel like definitely i feel like david and emily are a couple that everybody can kind of relate to that you've you're you've gone through things that they're going through you've kind of had those that tension or 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 you know problems that they've had that they have to try to overcome i just there's not hasn't been an episode that when it's focused on you guys that i haven't gone ooh yeah that i've been there i've i've gone through that i've seen that and i think that's yeah. why you guys are so popular and it's clicking so well with the audience Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and there's also more stuff, you know, in this season. They they get into more things, and it's really cool. It's been cool getting to explore that relationship more because I feel like we were just um, on the surface, you know, last season. So. Exactly. So 
talk about the audition process because when we talked to Austin, you know, and he was talking about how he knew certain people he was going to cast right away and or people he wanted to go through and everything. But he was talking about the different people coming in and kind of blowing them away with the auditions. Did you have to audition for this? And how did that all come about? Yeah. So basically I auditioned like the first round of this stuff, but I actually auditioned for Mo. Oh, okay. Yes, played by the amazing Alex Newell. Yes. Um, but so I remember Alex at the audition, like we were uh, testing. Uh, I remember him. He sounded amazing. Um, but so basically I didn't get that. But then a couple months later, I was like, okay, cool. Like um, a couple months later, I got a call from my rep saying, hey, like they actually want you to play Emily, um, Zoe's sister-in-law. So I was like, great. Uh, Austin remembered me from that audition, I think. And. Um, he thought of me for this. I was so stoked that he trusted me with it because I didn't really audition for this character specifically, you know? So, um, but yeah, I was also nervous. I was like, can I, do I even do this character? Like, what is what? What is she like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I met with him in LA and it was great. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I mean, something else that I think is really cool that they've built on your character in the second season is uh, introducing your sister and how that whole dynamic and relationship plays out. Because we all have that sibling that we're just like, I love you, but can you stay over there? (laughs) Like, seriously, you're a lot and I can't deal with that sometimes. So how did that happen? Did you know the sister was going to come into play in season? one or was that something new that was brought up in season two um yeah it was actually something new i actually didn't know but i was pleasantly surprised um and i love that also yeah we got to see this other side of emily's life and like kind of more of her backstory and her family and the uh the woman playing my sister g young uh, we call her g yeah she we were friends in la before nice i know so like we actually knew each other from new york I got in touch in LA, saw each other at auditions, and she even lived above me in Vancouver when we were shooting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, that's, just... <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yes, it was so fun. Um, yeah, and it was awesome. Like, love having an Asian sis. So, that's where we got. Even if it is poison. Like, and by the way, yes, you, you that knocked so that out of the park. Aww. Thank you. Uh, uh, if Bell Biv DeVoe did not call you, something's wrong. They should have been like, yes. You see. Well, <laughs> something's saying. wrong then because they haven't called me. Another campaign. Yeah, We're that's starting right. another I'm campaign. I'm calling Ronnie right now yeah. and be like, boy, what is wrong with you? Because, like, I mean, that was just epic, epic performance oh. through and through. Oh, I, I mean, so, okay. I guess my next question, because I threw one out there on Twitter to Andrew, and he said he'd be totally down with it. So I'm just going to say I'm going to tell you what I want to see, and then you can tell me if there's one that you want to do. But I said I would totally love to see you guys do Islands in the Stream <laughs> with Kenny and Dolly. I think it would be epic. I'm just I saying. Don't even, how does that go? I don't even know. What? Islands in the Stream? You don't know? It's okay. It's an Maybe old person song. Uh, it's an old person song. It's fine. it's fine. It was written by the Bee Gees. It's fine. It's okay. It's <laughs> oh, great. Bee Gees. I mean, I'm I know it. I'm just bad with names and stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm not You're singing it because I'm not. I'm not a singer. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, uh, okay. So it's kind of like islands in the stream. That is what we are. Come on, you've heard it, right? <laughs> no. All right. Okay. So your mission, oh, no. Alice, is to get, get it. Just, it there I'll you go. Look it up. <laughs> islands in the. Islands in the stream by Kenny Rogers islands. and Dolly Parton. 
Okay. Yes. Oh yep. my goodness. That's so you'll funny. love it. It's one of those just ridiculously <laughs> over the top corny love songs, but you'll love it. Uh, there, there, there's a there's a guilty pleasure. See? All right. Exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I mean, speaking of songs that you may or may not know, do you ever get a script and there's a song in there that you don't know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, I there's a song coming up that I, I mean, actually a couple of them that like I didn't know, but they're they're by artists who are big. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, they're just yeah, but the songs themselves, I'm like, oh, I don't, I've never heard of this song before, and I'm like, oh shit, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, that's been kind of fun to kind of discover new music as well. Um, Absolutely. I don't know what their song picking process is like, but I'm like, okay. Right? Cool. Like, okay, that's feeling good about it. And just the original renditions of these popular songs are freaking amazing. I, I mean, it, it, it's unreal how you guys are pulling it off. So, okay, so let's put you on the spot then. It, do you have a duet that you would like to do with Andrew? And do you have a solo song that you would just like to totally knock out of the park? Like, just go to Austin and say, I want this song. Uh, see, I feel like, because people ask me that question, like, what would you sing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> Picking something, I'm like, come on, what's your go-to shower song, Alice? You know you have one. Like, what's one you just can't help but belt I mean, out? I mean, but a lot of the songs that I was like, I love like Dua Lipa. Oh yeah, okay. Pop, but like it, it could be. Oh wait, we do sing Dua Lipa, I think, in the show. Do we sing Dua Lipa? Uh, but yeah, I love my pop stuff. So anything okay. just like, um, yeah. Fair enough. And with Andrew, I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a song. I, I can't think of any. Right. <laughs> okay, well, I, I bet, too, because we've interviewed Mandy also, and we have found out that Mandy is also a huge 80s fan like I am, so she's probably just going to, after she listens to this, and we know she's getting ready to listen to it when it airs, she's probably going to call you out for the Dolly and Kenny thing. I'm just saying. It was big song I'll, in the 80s. I'll accept. <laughs> I know. I should know. I Mandy's going to be like, Alice, what? I'm, like, okay. I'm sure. I'll listen to it and be like, oh, this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you don't, it's okay. It's That's right. Fine. It's okay. <laughs> but we, I, I know. I said I said at the top we were going to give Andrew, and now we're giving you crap. It's, it's fine. It's okay. It's, fine. it's totally it's okay. Fine. Are you cooking yet? That's all I know. <laughs> I know, right? I wish I was. I wish I knew that there was baking. Okay. Nope, no baking. It's all good. We'll do a Zoom call next time, and we'll both be cooking. That's right. I, I love to cook. Yeah, yeah it'll be a will do a recipe have to together. Send it to us. You have to yes, send it to us. exactly. Yeah, and we'll actually <laughs> deliver. We'll actually send yeah, it. We yeah. can exchange. Andrew, like, come on now. Straight priority. USPS priority. That's right. Oh, That's my right. So, speaking of Mandy, like, like. Talk about that a little bit too, like because just the choreography and and the epicness of these these scenes is just incredible. Uh, is does she make it easy for you guys? I mean, to to be able to pull off those dance moves the way that you guys do. Um, and talk about that a little bit because I'd be like, oh my, I don't know if I could do this. Right? <laughs> like, yet you guys oh. nail it. Like, uh, honestly, you could do it too. She's amazing. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm working with Mandy. Oh, oh, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's so great. And I just feel like she knows, and her and her associates, um, uh, Jilly and Jeff, like, they just they just know how to communicate with us. And not all of us are dancers or movers, you know, um, but they just figure out how to make us look good and comfortable. And it's one of my favorite parts of doing the show, honestly, is getting in that rehearsal room with them. Um, it's so fun. Um yeah, it's it's really a blast. One of the, my favorite things. <laughs> 
So you're not a dancer? Because I would have never guessed. I mean, I, I've never been trained, like, in dancing, but I love to dance. I feel like I can dance. Like, I've learned choreo, you know? There you um, go. But I haven't trained in it, yeah. <laughs> well, you're a natural. You're a natural. Oh, thank you. Of thank course, you. of course. And also, going back to my little YouTube search, um, yeah, <laughs> I listened and watched the video of your song that you released about two months ago, Smile. That shit is fantastic. Yes. Oh, thank you. Of course, just wanted to plug that. Everybody needs to go listen to Smile. Talk about female power, like completely, basically putting yourself on top and saying, fuck everybody else. I don't need to smile. I can be myself. Like, it's great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. And I love the wardrobe changes, too. I mean, just (laughs) so amazing. And especially that dress at the end, the Korean dress, like, absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. I was like, might as well. Let's add some flavor in here. Hell yeah. That's so great. But yeah, I mean, you guys, you you have so much other freaking music out there. So I mean, just wanted to plug it a little bit. Let people know so they can go and listen and watch and just have a good time. Because I feel like that's what your music does. Well, yeah. In this past episode, they introduced an original song. How epic would it be to have one of your songs on there? I think that would be so amazing. That would be sick. I never, like, I don't know why it doesn't cross my mind. But I'm like, yeah, that'd be sick. Well, it's my, I mean, this, this. show is a the the lead is a f- strong female and there are so many strong female characters on there i think smile would be like hello <laughs> like, oh, that's so true i'm totally gonna i'm totally gonna pitch it yeah totally pitch it. Uh, again we'll, we'll, we'll call up austin and say hey lady <laughs> yeah. we have so many things that we would like to see happen with alice okay know, let's just do this inspiring, inspiring so many ideas <laughs> that's what we do alice it's what we do <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and we're not kidding about the hashtag campaign you watch you We'll see. Yeah, just wait on it. If you don't get Jubilee, we're going to be mad. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, so I hear that there's like there's an episode coming up, and I looked ahead to see the title, although I don't know anything but the title. But I'm assuming that you guys are going to have some pretty epic moments because it's like something like Zoe's Extraordinary Girls' Night Out or something like that. Are you guys down for like a major epic girls' night? Are we going to see something epic from y'all? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's exactly what you think. Um, it's girls' night, um, and I loved it because I got to do uh, more stuff with Jane, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, but it also kind of touches on some. I think I'm allowed to talk about it actually, um, and all my other interviews I have. But Emily kind of goes through some postpartum stuff, so you kind of. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. So. You'll kind of see what happens there. I'm so excited. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I I mean, you could kind of see that coming, you know, because David's already kind of gone through his kind of stuff. And so, like, yeah. Ooh, excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Do you sing any epic song? I mean, is there a big number that we can expect? Yeah. Yeah. There's some fun stuff. (laughs) <laughs> gotta watch to see look at it watch to see alright come on sing a line come on Alice just, just a, a little line. something just a little something okay okay ready alright ready I gonna say like me. Okay, that's it. Oh, oh, oh that's all right. Okay. Little like now, two seconds. Everybody's gonna be listening, going, "Okay, what? What? Like, right. Yeah, that's play it back in slow mo. Uh, all right. of a sudden, we're on name that tune. Like, where's Randy Jackson? Like, come on. <laughs> but that song is so 
honestly, that's one of the songs where I didn't know it before, but I was like, huh? But it's a sick song, yeah. Okay, That's All right. freaking fantastic. Well, listen, yeah. we're doing this new thing on the show where we like to talk to our guests about maybe a little embarrassing situations that may or may not have happened on set while they were filming. Do you have any embarrassing situation that happened on Zoe's that you can now laugh about? Oh, God, I'm sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I remember any? Let's see. Embarrassing. I guess I guess nothing crazy enough that pops into my head. Okay. All right. I guess that that's been all the everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, feel free to throw Andrew under the bus. I mean, uh, you know, like, like, uh, come on, tell us an embarrassing story about Andrew. Uh, I know, right? I know that he like messed up a shot before. Like he's like it's done a shot um, where he was like stepping over a big cable. I don't know. Apparently, it's in the shot. Like, but you you'll miss it if you don't know. But like everyone's like, why is Andrew stepping over like that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is so hilarious. <laughs> Ever yeah. have a moment on stage where you forgot a line or, or had oh, a moment? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That, I have a very distinct, I did Heather's Off-Broadway. Yep. Um, And I just literally, it was just me having to say like three things in a row and I just forgot the third thing. Oh, no. It feels like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I really I don't know what to say. And I can see, I look at my co-stars and they're like, Hey, <laughs> and I don't even know what I said, but it, it was something that made sense. But like, it is crazy how time just like stops and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, the end of the world. And literally <laughs> thousands of eyes staring at you, piercing you, going, just say the line. Just like, you know. Yeah. And, and most of them don't even know that you forgot it. Exactly. You know? exactly. They just yeah. know awkward silence and they're wondering what's going on. It's like, what? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, we get it. Okay, well, another thing that that we've been asking is because you know uh, uh, we're coming out of it now, but but everybody's kind of been in the quarantine and been in you know the whole COVID situation and everything. Right. What were you binge watching? Were you would you, were you guilty binge watching anything, or what were you looking at while while you were quarantined? Oh man, um, I honestly watched like a lot of Korean game shows. Mm. Oh, okay. On YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's like stuff I've grown up on, but it's like this comfort thing. Um, and it's just like a bunch of comedians like playing random games. I, I talk about it all the time. I'm like, these Korean game shows, man, they're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I know I should watch like other things. It's just hard for me to get into stuff. Yeah, hey, fair enough. I mean, Korean Maybe game shows is your thing. Like, That's your oh, thing. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to own it. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. That's right. Korean I, game shows are my thing. I own it. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like you own everything you do. I just, I, oh. you have just this amazing personality where I feel like you just oh. walk in a room and control it. Like, it just, oh, that's fantastic. Just, I control everyone's minds. That's, <laughs> that's right. This whole thing has been set up. She's telling us everything to say. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Wait, you're so fun. Um, go to foods. Do you cook? Are you a foodie or are you like totally just order out all the time? Oh, I mean, I'm definitely a foodie. I wish I cooked more. Uh, I think maybe one day I'll get into it. You know, I, I feel like it'll happen. There you go. Uh, yeah, but, but during quarantine, I did cook a little more, but I'm definitely a foodie. Like, I love food. I have to have dessert with every meal pretty much. Um, nice. I'm picky. Yeah. Uh, I'm already thinking about what to eat for dinner now. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, well. I'm it. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I cook, so we'll whip you up something, and we'll send it right over. <laughs> exactly. Yes, please. Uh, in two to three months. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. I'll be waiting. <laughs> I'll make sure it's non-perishable so it gets there and it's still good. It'll be great. There you uh, go. Wine or whiskey, Alice? <laughs> Ooh. You know, I used to be like a whiskey girl. I used to do like shots of whiskey. Can you believe it? I can totally believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it anymore. I'm like, I can't believe it. But now I feel like I'm older. I guess wine. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I was a total hard alcohol. Now it's all about the wine. So it's cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to get Logan there. I'm trying to get him with the wine, but yeah. not yet. What's drink, Logan? I'm still in my whiskey phase. And <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, whiskey phase. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm, still trying to, I'm still trying to figure things out. I'm still trying <laughs> to figure things out. Enjoy it. It's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness all right well so aside from all the epic awesomeness of zoe's and, and, and hey by the way the fact that they brought your sister in and they're telling more of your backstory it's a really good sign that they like you right. i'm just gonna tell you they don't normally start to explore the backstories of characters unless they're their favorites and people are wanting to see more so congratulations on that thanks <laughs> you're welcome so what do you have beyond zoe's what you got going on are you working on anything else um, you know, honestly, mostly my music, you know, um, I just feel like I've just been writing songs for such a long time. And I was like, uh, I feel like there's room in the pop industry for Asian American artists. And Absolutely. I just like, yeah. And I, I just love doing that. I love pop music. I love writing. I like producing that. So I'm trying to focus a little more on that, which is why I appreciate the plug. On of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mostly that. And yeah, just. You know, the huge. Of course, of course. And what we like to do at the end of every interview, because we pride ourselves on this show being a gateway, basically, for the up-and-comers, and basically, like, a little step underneath or above IMDb. Like, you know, we try to, like, expose people to a whole bunch of things. So, oh, what? <laughs> hey, hey now. Whiskey or wine? Whiskey or wine? Alice is going to start singing the unbutton my buttons again. Like, oh, hey, hey, hey listen, <laughs> He's still trying to figure things out, Alice. It's fine. It's okay. I know. He's in his whiskey face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, what advice would you give the up-and-comers trying to break into the industry, either music or film and television or theater? And what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid? Um, Yeah, I would say definitely. I mean, it's all probably cliche stuff, but, um, you know, don't give up and really just have faith. I mean, it's going to be a lot of no's, um, but you just – have to believe that you only you have something special and only you can do what you can do um so just know that you're unique and that's all it takes and so whatever you do whatever version it is like it's the right answer so you just have to trust that and own it and not to compare yourself i think that's very hard um but everyone's got their own paths and your path is your own and if something's not for you it was never meant to be yours you know you just let it go and just, again, trust the universe. Um, I feel like that's worked for me so far. Knock on wood. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and getting a little crazy with thank us because we know we can be a lot sometimes. But you fit right in. You're <laughs> definitely an honorary crazy aunt. Anytime you want to come back on and just talk about anything and everything you got going on, plug your music a little bit more, or just talk about life we're down like just come on anytime 
This Absolutely. was a blast. You guys were so fun. Thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah, and right back at you. Absolute gem to talk to, man. It's just <laughs> it's fantastic. And uh, go give Andrew hell. Tell him to send us our cookies. No, <laughs> I know. I'm going to. <laughs> Seriously, you you are amazing. I bet and, he wasn't even making cookies. Right? It was just. <laughs> you oh think he was boy. in the kitchen just clanging some stuff, saying, "No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm making cookies." He's like, "I'm a baker. Yeah. I'm a baker." <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, before we get, tell everybody, are you on social media? We want everybody to follow you, of course. So tell oh, everybody yes. where they can follow you. Yes, find me. I'm at Alice Hey Alice. Uh, Alice Hey Alice. Okay, fantastic. Okay. All right. Look, I'm, I might. I'm just saying I might after this interview like like tag you with um, a YouTube video of Kenny and Dolly. <laughs> Be yes. prepared. Okay, I appreciate it. All right. Okay. All right. Just fair enough. I can't let that go. I don't know why. I'm just. Like, I know. I'm, it's because you're old. <laughs> old people never let anything go. I'm in my wine phase, Logan. I'm in my wine phase. Okay? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, listen, Alice. Seriously, thank you so much, and continued success and best wishes. And uh, you know, we're really pulling for you guys to continue to get a whole lot of more seasons and seeing a whole lot more of you. And um, just congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. You guys you bet have a great oh i forgot to say happy belated birthday by the way you're welcome (laughs) what yours was monday mine was wednesday so we're aries you know we did all about the aries Aries. (laughs) so happy belated thank you so much you too wait you too right yes yep uh, yep that's right monday and wednesday so we were we were awesome this week it's fantastic Oh, okay. Now, now it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> now we'll let you go. <laughs> All right, Alice. Bye bye. Thanks, Dr. Logan. See you. All righty. Bye bye. Good night. <laughs> Man, she was just so fun. Oh, she's yeah. honestly just a ball of positivity. I love everything she's doing. And, I mean, I'm just going to be playing her shit in the gym now. I, the, I mean, seriously. Cares. No, I mean, it's awesome. And I think she – I'm serious. Austin, if you're listening. Mandy, we know Mandy's listening. Come on, let's get some Alice original music on there. I think that would be uh, – you know you want to choreograph a song to smile, Mandy. Come on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just a phenomenal interview, and she's just – absolutely amazing go follow her thank you again miss alice for coming on the show all right now it is time for the top five segment man and this one we're gonna be blushing just a little bit it's true just a little bit this week it is top five celebrity crushes oh shit i know oh shit smurfette is not one of mine smurfette is not one of mine i know at the top you probably thought i was all about smurfs and i am but smurfette was not a crush yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know you know (laughs) Honorable mention before I get started. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Man crush Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I just had to put it out there. But, you know. Okay, fine. Honorable mention. Lily Collins. I'm just saying. There you go. I'm just a huge fan. Yes, huge fan. exactly. All right. Okay. Well, my number five, <laughs> I mean, by no surprise, you guys know, I love Game of Thrones. And then... With Game of Thrones, I've been watching more and more of her stuff, and especially her interviews, which she's just, like, seems like one of the nicest people, and she's hilarious. Amelia Clark, she is just a gem and an amazing actor and very, very, very intelligent. But my favorite interview with her is when she's with Matt LeBlanc on that British guy's late night show and freaking, yes. <laughs> she's just like, can you say how you do? how you doing? And she's just like completely fangirls out. She's just <laughs> adorable. And yes, my number five. All right. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, my number five, because you guys know I talk about it all, a huge Lucifer fan. I'm a huge All Rise fan. And as you guys just heard, I'm a huge Last Tycoon fan. And a lot of people don't remember she was in The Last Tycoon. But my number five is Lindsay Gort. Mm. I just, I love her to death. I just think she's phenomenal. She's, of course, Candy Morningstar on uh, Lucifer, right? And Amy Quinn on on All Rise. And, and, and I mean, she's just, she sings, she acts, she's got just, just like this phenomenal. Phenomenal personality. I just everything I see her and she just shines. She like steals scenes and everything that she's in. Totally crushing on her. And come on, Lindsay, right. come on the show. We want you to come on the show so we can interview you. It's gonna be fantastic. She's just phenomenal. Lindsay Gort, my number five. Great man, just freaking great. Well, my number four goes to Anne Hathaway. Just basically everything she's in, she is absolutely amazing. Definitely. Definitely one of the most underrated, beautiful people in Hollywood. She doesn't mm. get nearly enough credit, but I'm just saying, like, I, I'll watch anything she's in. She is just phenomenal. So, yes, number four, Anne Hathaway. There you go, Anne Hathaway. She's fantastic. All right. I have been um, totally crushing on my number four since the iconic 90s and ER. <laughs> With George Clooney, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So, and then just fanboy nerd heaven ever since. She's been just about the only one to pull off the Disney trifecta in Disney film, Star Wars, and Marvel. I'm, of course, talking about Ming-Na Wen. Mm. Just freaking phenomenal. I love her to death. Amazing in everything she's ever been in. Um, And one of the coolest chicks ever. I mean, if you guys don't know, she's a total like fanboy nerd, and which makes her even more epic, <laughs> in my opinion. And why she's on my list as people I crush on. Number four, Ming-Na Wen. Hell yeah, definitely. And number three goes to literally the nicest woman in Hollywood. Literally, like, the number one wifeable woman ever, Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> wifeable uh, woman. Wifeable woman. Unless you're a dumbass like Ben Affleck. Dumbass. Oh, well. Just saying. Well, he just just saying. saying. But she is just so freaking amazing. Literally, everything she does is great. Watching interviews with her, she is, like I said, the most nice person ever. I would just love to have a conversation with her. Maybe have, like, some wine and, you know. She would fireplace. be epic to talk to. Yeah. You need to watch Alias. Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's available it. now on streamers, yeah. and you should go back and watch all of it because it was an epic fucking show. Yeah, and she kicked so much ass in that show. Good, good call. Good call. All right, I'm going from the iconic '90s to the classic '80s now with my next one, number three. I have been jonesing on this one since like Knots Landing. That's right, y'all. A teenage Halle Berry on Knots Landing back in the 80s. That's where I first saw her. Number three, Halle Berry. Mm. And if you're not crushing on Halle Berry, <laughs> you're lying. Right. That's all I'm saying. My number three is Halle Berry. <laughs> She's everybody's fucking celebrity crush. And you don't even know need to ask why. She's Halle Berry. Yeah, like exactly. I'm just saying. My number three... Halle Berry. Well, that kind of goes into my number two. If you're not crushing on this person, you're lying. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, yeah. Just saying. I mean, oh, Black Widow, she's amazing. She's a badass. And everything else she's been in, she is just absolutely phenomenal. I could watch her act all day long. All 
day long. All day long. All right, I'm I'm keeping in the classic 80s right now for my number two. And look, guys, I'm going to just be honest with you. This is a crush that still continues to this day. I would love – I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her or the opportunity of talking to her, of which both I would like to happen. I just think, you know, she's amazing. She's taken some heat lately, and she's handled it really well. But, guys, I'm talking about the one and only – the amazing, the awesome Alyssa Milano. Mm. I have been crushing on her hard since the 80s with Who's the Boss, okay? And ever since then. I had all of her posters on my wall as a kid. The hockey poster. Like, oh, my God. Dude. The Team Steen workout video. Like, every I'm – not, I'm not ashamed to admit it, okay? I'm not ashamed. I was hardcore crushing on Alyssa Milano. Then she just upped the game from Who's the Boss to fucking Charmed. And, like, I, I, I'm just te- – this one – I'm still crushing on you, Alyssa. I'm still crushing on <laughs> On you please come on itcaf podcast come on come talk to us make a guy's dream come true come on all right i'm just saying and there was no way i could keep her off the list because jason our producer would have called me out exactly on it. he know knows about all the posters they were there he could tell you so uh, number two Alyssa milano yes yes and by number one by no surprise everyone should know patrick dempsey <sighs> That was an honorable mention. I know, but he should have been your number one. Number one, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yes. I mean, of course, of course. This is my longest crush ever. It's true. Everybody knows I'm from the iconic 90s, and I'm younger. (laughs) So I grew up on Friends. My mother loved watching Friends, and I've just always had the hugest crush on Rachel. I'm sure everyone did. And, of course, she's aging great. I buy a vino to make sure I use the right lotion to age like her and i mean if you ever want a sugar baby i got you wow (laughs) wow okay Uh, there it is there There it is is. oh and another honorable mention megan markle i've never watched anything she was in until suits and megan markle is just amazing yeah prince harry's coming to kick your ass yeah he really is but it's fine it's fine megan markle is though she would have been on my list she's a foodie and she's just she's amazing yes fuck yeah Fuck yeah, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Yeah. We're Team Megan, okay? Team Megan. Fuck the rest of them people. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number, I don't even know because we've got iconic 90s, classic 80s. What are the 70s? Dirt. Damn. Dirt. <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm not calling kidding. them the dirty 70s. I'm, I'm not calling kidding. them that. No, it's fine. Okay, my number one, it's two. I have two because I could not decide between the two because I was equally in love with both of them. And, and I mean hardcore. As a, as a young man, I was in love with these two women, okay? They were – these the, – the nights that they were on television were my favorite nights ever. I'm just going to tell you. And I'm talking about, of course, if you know we're going back to the 70s, I am talking about the amazing – wonderful Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. And then, I mean, I couldn't decide. You can't have that time, that era, Wonder Woman, without Lindsay Wagner, Jamie Summers herself, the bionic woman. Oh, my gosh. Linda Carter and Lindsay Wagner. I was so in. I might still be in love with them a little bit, like, seriously. <laughs> Lindsay Wagner was so, they were so different. Wonder Woman was, like, this beautiful Amazonian princess and just, like, these sparkling eyes and all that. And then Jamie Summers was, like, this girl next door, beautiful, like, like and they were just so just, mm, mm. Lindsay Wagner and Linda Carter, my number ones, my biggest crushes in the 70s. As we, I think we just established that Alyssa has still got it for me. But like in the 70s, it was most definitely uh, Lindsay Wagner and Linda Carter. I mean, if you didn't have their posters on your wall or Jones and on them in the 70s, 
You're lying. I'm just saying. Just <laughs> okay, saying. Farrah Fawcett also, but see, yeah. I left Farrah Fawcett because she was the obvious. Yeah. No, Linda Carter and Lindsay Wagner. There it is, guys. There it is. What? <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? We want to know. Us. We want to know. Us. Freaking comment in the YouTube section. Freaking comment on the podcast section, or just add us on Twitter, or Instagram. Susanna Hoff. We want to know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, now heading over to the box office recap. Godzilla versus Kong still rocking what? and rolling. Yeah. Got thirteen point four million. Number two is Nobody with <laughs> it's the film titled Nobody. Yeah. Uh, with two point six million. Number three was The Unholy with two point four million. Dean Morgan. Number four was Ryan the Last Dragon with two point one. And number five was Voyagers with one point four. Oh, well now, there you go. New movies that are coming out this week. Virus Shark. Virus Shark to Shark to Shark Shark. All right. <laughs> and, uh, the Penthouse. Oh. Uh, In the Earth. Monday. And Vanquish. Damn. So We got you covered with that Virus Shark. Peanut will take care of that yeah, shit. Exactly. Peanut, Peanut will take exactly. it and Vanquish that shit. Uh, movies you can still go see on a streaming service or a theater possibly near you. Tom and Jerry, The Courier, The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. Chaos Walking, and Crude's A New Age. Oh. So, good stuff, man. Oh. Good stuff. Now, heading over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. I still love Newly you. Newly single because she left him after Baby, cheating. take me back. <laughs> I'm standing outside with a radio in the rain. All right. Uh, top Trending Movie. <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong, John Cusack. That I know, I, I know. I say anything. Yeah, say anything. Nicholas Sheridan. Oh my God, Nicholas Sheridan was on Knots Landing with Halle Berry. I've actually not seen that. Holy movie. shit, Nicholas Sheridan. It's oh, in that and on Knots Landing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Taking okay. it back. Yep, taking Take it back. <laughs> go, go check it out. Yeah, that's all I'm yeah. Oh, man. And, the, of course, the top trending TV show, still Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, it's going to be for the next two weeks exactly. <laughs> until he goes off. Exactly. And then the next Marvel show will be the top trending show. It's fan. Exactly. Fine. And the top trending star is Paul Ritter. Who just no relation. Passed away. No, no, yeah, relation no relation to the Ritters. Not that I know of, anyway. Yeah. I, Jason's going to call me out if I'm wrong. But, no, I don't believe he's a relation to the Ritters. I don't believe so either. Okay. So, yeah. Right. There it is, guys. There it is. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much for getting a little crazy with us on 158 of Inside the Crazy It was Empire. a crazy one, no doubt. It really was. We lived was. up to the name this week, y'all. It really was. Oh, man. Be <laughs> sure to follow Alice on all social media platforms. That's right. Alice, hey, Alice, I believe. That's right. That's both. right. Alice, hey, Alice. That's right. There it Just is. Just like that. Um, be sure to follow the company and podcast on social media at Crazy Ant Media and at ItCalf Podcast. Be sure to follow us both personally on social media, myself at JLo Fantastic and at Wine Lover 197. No, I'm just kidding. It's at Crazy Ant Guy 197. Maybe I should change it to that. Yeah, I, you know. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and so much more. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and, and ring boom. the bell for all those latest and greatest notifications because you guys know you want them. And be sure to visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. You can donate to our Patreon page, start showing some love to the guys you love, and be sure to head over 
to podcastmagazine.com and vote for us for the Hot 50 Podcast. That's right. Yeah, but man, it was a great show. We had a it lot of good a stuff. a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to see all these shows, like like I said, in the industry news segment, building their cast and rounding it out so we can actually see new content coming out. And I enjoyed The Nevers, so be sure to check out The Nevers if you want to, if you're kind of into the sci-fi fair fairy tale superhero bridgerton shit um and yeah yeah a lot of good stuff that's so funny because that was the actual log line that was it (laughs) that was it that's their pitch in the elevator i'm like you though i'm super excited that finally finally for several weeks in a row we've been able to talk about original content yeah you know it seems like we're always talking about reboots or remakes or revivals or whatever but finally original content which i'm super pumped about you know i'm super excited about that and uh, kelsey grammar any yeah. any time that we're talking about kelsey grammar i'm pumped i just think he's phenomenal and and i'm happy to see him doing so well and kind of making this really strong comeback and i'm not gonna lie the celebrity crushes was pretty fun it was fun uh, and of course alice lee I'm of still, course she's just amazing <laughs> She is so good. Check out her music. She's got a YouTube uh, channel, guys. Check out her music. It's amazing. It is. Um, you think she sings good, great on like freaking you, you know Zoe's playlist? Check out her like original music. It's uh, awesome. Agreed, man. Agreed. And you know who else is awesome? Who sadly we didn't put on our crushes list, but she kind of reminds me of my grandma. It's okay. It's fine. Well, everybody loves her. It's true. It's true. Oprah. Oprah!